Hi, I'm Patrick John Fluger, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. going to be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's going to be a hell of a ride. All right, guys, welcome back to Meet Us at Molly's episode 240. This week we are talking um, episode six, so 806, 1106, and 1006. Um, you probably may have noticed by the title of this episode, Gina is not here. Gina is in Europe enjoying watching gymnastics, her favorite thing. But I am joined by my lovely friend, the co-host of the Shop Talk podcast jennifer jennifer how are you hi rena thank you for having me i'm great i always love having you on jennifer i love talking about the shows with you so i, know, I was glad I love when you said you, guys. you could join me yeah. um yeah so before we get in the news jennifer i know every time i have you on i kind of like to check in and see like where you're at with the shows and what you've kind of been thinking because you haven't been on since last season so yeah and this season there's a a lot of stuff going on. Listen, it's rough in the one Chicago universe. Like yeah. it's rough. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. Like I've been thinking about it a lot. And obviously it's really hard to compare shows on different networks, but I've kind mm-hmm. of been thinking a lot about the fact of like where the one Chicago shows are at. And obviously yeah, they're in very much a transition and like transitioning from their new phase of like the ogs to whatever the new version is gonna look like yeah and then you have like the shows that you cover and it's very much like in its prime it's dominating the rating Mm -hmm. like it's like killing it i mean chinford is like on a different level i mean like it is very much in its prime and it's just really i something i've kind of been thinking about a lot and i don't know why but it's just it's definitely interesting and it's hard to compare shows like i said obviously but yeah, so. especially because, like, the rookie is so lighthearted. Like, same with rookie feds. It's so much more lighthearted than it is One Chicago. Yeah. So, yeah, like, after episodes three of One Chicago, I was like, okay, I am, like, just basking in the rookie universe. Like, I am full-fledged into it, and I'm, like, can't look back, so. Did you ever consider taking a break from the Chicago shows? Or are no. you still, like, in it for, at least I'm for now? I'm still in it. I'm still in it. It's just, I don't know, last night, it truly felt different, like, not having Jay Halstead there. Like, last or last episode, it, I don't know, it did, but yet it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, it just seems like maybe he has, like, the day off or whatever. But, like, this episode for PD definitely felt like we were missing, like, Jay Halstead. So, no, I never felt like I was going to take a break or anything, because I loved the shows for everyone, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely, I think these were really good. Ep- I, I liked these episodes, um, but I think the more we watch, the more I'm just kind of like, okay, like we're definitely in this like weird mm-hmm. phase. Um, And I still think, you know, we're going to come out on at the end, like that, I mean, in a new phase, of course, but yeah. like come out okay. But the more I watch, I'm like, yeah, we are in the middle middle you know we are in the middle of a phase for sure but i really like these up i i personally i thought these last night's episodes were good so yeah yeah i feel like it's almost like the hunger games or something like in this one chicago universe because you just it's like every week now you just don't know like who's 
like yeah. coming or going or whatever. We will so. talk about the latest yeah. exit, and that was an I that was an unexpected one. I did not see that yeah. coming, but. All right, so before we get into the episodes themselves, of course, we're going to talk the news. Um, We have episode descriptions for the next two episodes. So Med807 is called The Clothes Make the Man, or Do They? And it says, Med runs out of scrubs, forcing the staff to improvise. The life of Archer's son is in danger. Crockett and Charles help a kitty transplant patient experiencing psychosis and Hannah and Will grow closer. Okay. Lots I want to unpack here. First of all, I want to know what, how they get into the situation of the scrubs. Like, yeah. why do they run out of scrubs? Mm-hmm. Because like, don't, I mean, maybe this is a dumb, maybe I may sound really dumb right now, but like, in my mind, you would just have like one or two pair of scrubs. And when you take off the old ones and like change back into your normal clothes, you throw them in a bin and they get washed. And then, yeah. you know, the next time you wear your second set, like, I just don't understand how like you run out of scrubs. Well, don't the scrubs even have their names stitched into them too? Or is that the I don't, jacket? I think that's just the jacket. Okay. But still, and I get it. Like, obviously no. they're really hitting hard on this like supply they chain. Are thing but like i just i don't know i'm curious to see how med ends up in the situation where they run out of scrubs i'm Uh, curious to see where they go with this storyline of the supply chain like where's it leading to because it's been like every episode or every other that it's like oh we're out of this or we're out of that like where are we going with the story and i don't know we may not end up going anywhere because obviously they're all different parts of the supply chain and i think they're just really i think they're just trying like this is the new reality and i think Mm -hmm. it's just like kind of like when they had the COVID stuff, it was like the COVID stuff didn't necessarily go anywhere, but that was what was happening in hospitals was obviously COVID wards and masks and all the stuff kind of related around that. Like, I think it's just kind of, they're trying to show like, this is the new reality of what things look like in a hospital. Um, So I don't know if it necessarily going anywhere, but I am curious to see about something going where it's going is obviously the promo focused all on the Archer son stuff. Yeah. And like, given where Archer seems to potentially be at with like a potential pain pill problem. I don't know. We'll get into that too. But like, yeah, where is the, I, I mean, this has been the thing that I've been wanting more of is Archer and his son. So I am really curious to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And then Hannah and Will, I guess like we'll find out, but we will see what happens, what that means. Grow closer. What does that mean? Yeah. I've definitely liked seeing them just kind of, in each other's orbit but not like doing anything really so but also we haven't totally seen them like work together it's been like it's been a while yeah it's been when was the last time they even had a scene like two or three episodes ago like it's been a hot minute yeah yeah because she's been working with archer which we will get into that too because i have thoughts i i don't actually i don't know what my thoughts are but i want (laughs) to discuss yeah. All right, Jennifer, do you want to take us through Fire's description? Yes. Uh, so Fire 1107 is titled Angry is Easier. And Herman is tasked with fulfilling a man's dying wish. Kid reflects on her Girls on Fire program after one of her students graduates in, from the Fire Academy. And a heckler harasses Firehouse 51. I'm glad I mean, we're we- getting more Girls on Fire because I yeah. wanted more of that for a while. Yeah, I hope that 
like she continues girls on fire i and hope it's so not, i hope like, this doesn't reflecting make her, on like, her like ending it yeah i hope so yeah. um one thing I think is interesting that's missing, and I wonder if we'll get a continuation of it next week or if we're kind of done for it right the second, is the Cruz and Javi and Chloe stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's missing from both this one and then the week after's episode description. So, like, I mean, and it's fine. I guess I'd be okay for now if they're just, like, throwing a line of, like, we're working on it. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I wanted, I would like to have some answer sooner rather than later. Yeah, especially because it seems like that was kind of like the b storyline this yeah. episode yeah i thought that was interesting but i have a lot of thoughts on that yeah we'll we'll we will unpack that for sure yeah um PBT- i mean the heckler harasses firehouse 51 i mean we already kind of saw that in the promo yeah that like, was like basically yeah. the whole promo yeah um yeah so that'll be interesting too um pd 1007 is called into the deep when actionable evidence finally surfaces against Sean O'Neill, Upton and the team work relentlessly to build a case in secret. They discover Sean is more elusive and dangerous than anticipated. I am so excited for this. Same. I am really, I'm really excited. Yeah. I really enjoyed last, geez, well, last episode, I should say, not last week, last episode. And I'm really intrigued to see where this stuff goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's gonna end badly but like still yeah because <laughs> it's pd but like you know you know it's gonna end badly but still i'm right. really excited for this i like seeing Haley take the lead on it um usually because of, i mean we would see Haley take the lead on stuff before too but a lot of it was like jay but i think it would be really interesting if i don't know not that i don't want Haley to take the lead on it but if it was like burgess or ruzak or someone to kind of take the lead on like a big art like overarching storyline like this but yeah i'll take what i can get yeah no and i like that it seems like and we'll talk about the eight description in a second but like it seems like it's gonna you know obviously this is gonna Mm -hmm. end with our mid-season finale my only complaint about the season would be like i wish we had like more taurus episodes but i will take the like overarching storyline and like that it connects the episodes so you know because pd has that issue sometimes or a lot of times so i'll take that over the fact that we haven't gotten like more torres but still um so yeah uh so then the week after is we get episodes eight so that'll be november 7 no 16th um do you want to take us through the med description yeah, so Med 808 is titled, Everyone's Fighting a Battle You Know Nothing About. Will Crockett and Justin Liu, a new first-year resident, try to facilitate a trans-organ exchange. Hannah and Nellie help a sexual assault survivor. And then Ethan and Archer treat a patient whose case could expose a fraudulent doctor. Grant and Maggie take a trip down memory lane. So we get another resident. I guess so. I mean, I guess theoretically to replace Vanessa, but like, yeah. oh, but we don't why? even know what we don't even know anything about the three that we already have. Exactly, except that Kai like finished some surgery this week, wasn't that Kai? I don't know. Yes, yeah. But like, yeah, we don't know anything about them, the ones that we already have. Right, we don't need a fourth one. And also, why is Grant back? Wait, Grant was Vanessa's biological dad. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay, Vanessa already left, so why is he still here? 
I don't know. And why are they taking the trip down memory lane? I don't like the exactly. sound of that. No, 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 no. no. I did see... It was like a behind the scenes photo of Marcel and Vanessa. I don't know if it was like them acting or like just, you know, At uh, the Dominic bar? and Asia. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if it was from like next episode. So it's... maybe she's not quite like maybe she's just not leaving yet. Maybe I saw that too. And well, someone sent it to me. I didn't know where it came from, mm-hmm. but I did see it. But yeah, I I would assume she's gone. Oh sooner rather than later yeah i would assume i mean definitely either next week or the week after she's i mean i doubt she yeah stays much longer than that um so maybe like 808 is her final episode i don't know maybe so we're gonna get 808 her final episode and then 809 is gonna be ethan's final episode that's not fun honestly it's kind of on par for one chicago though this season this season yeah 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 i don't know um so fire 1108 is called a beautiful life detective prima asks for severide's help on a case involving explosives gallo and carver clash after gallo improvises on a call and violet encourages brett to start dating again i I have thoughts on the severide thing but i'll save it for when we actually talk about it yeah yeah but i don't i kind of want to see violet and brett like live their single lives more like, I'm liking the single era for them. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I have a feeling, though, it's going to end with her being, like, I'm just not, like, her trying for yeah. Violet's sake. Or even, like, them, like, she said, going out or whatever. And her just being, like, I'm not ready yet. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah. I think that'll be interesting. I, yeah, I just, I don't, you know. And I think the Gallo and Carver stuff is gonna be interesting too i'm like just so curious about this carver stuff and like where we're going because it like i don't know like i feel like right now we're kind of in a good place but it's also like carver's still holding this secret and like when are we gonna find out about the secret and i just want to know yeah well and he just like flies off the handle at any little thing it seems like i'm like can we just learn more about him yeah please like that's that's all that I need and maybe I'll like him maybe I won't but like I just want to know more I'm about just him, like fine so. on him like I'm not I don't hate him and like after you know like especially in these last couple of weeks when he's not like fighting with Stella and everyone's like trying to be his friend like I think it's fine like I just yeah. like I don't have any problem with him but like I'm not gonna sit here and say like oh yeah I'm rooting for Carver Carver's my favorite until like right. I have some reason to feel that way about him yeah and right now I just haven't had that yet yeah so yeah i don't know um pd 1008 is titled under the skin and it's it says in an attempt to distract intelligence from the investigation into his son chief o'neill forces voight and the team to handle a quote-unquote dead fish case however when that dead fish turns into a complicated heater case burgess is thrown back into the difficult memories from her past I'm not ready, but I'm so ready at the same time. Same. Have you seen the promo photos for it? Have I seen the promo photos? I'm friends with Lauren. Of course I've seen the promo photos. That's true, and like, yeah. like, in the patron group. Like, of course I've seen the promo yeah. photos. Yeah. yeah. I just, oh, man. I I'm ready, but photos. I'm not ready, but I'm ready, but I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the photos, and, like, I saw that Lauren had shared or, like, tweeted out the um, episode description, but I didn't realize that it was for 808. So 
when I saw the promo photos, I was like, oh, like we're getting a Burzak or Burgess episode. And then I saw the 808 or the 1008 description and I was like, oh, okay, well, this will be traumatizing to say well, the least. And you I'm have sure. to keep in mind too, that 1009 is going to be the mid season. Yeah. And next week is the Haley episode. So we're just, we're doing great over here. Yeah. It's just, and I, but again, I like the fact that like, we're going to get our Burgess episode mm-hmm. and like, seems like some actual discussion of her trauma which like we've only been waiting for that for a season and a half yeah but I digress but I just the fact that like the Haley episode connects to the Burgess episode connects Mm -hmm. to whatever is going to be the mid-season finale like I I do appreciate that like I I do like that I feel like PD is a little bit better this season in terms of like continuity at least with the sean o'neill storyline and then like having the characters talk and interact besides like for their little bridgewater group and like upstead you know they're kind of trying here but also it took 10 seasons for this like really it just seems well really more i'd say that change really started you know season five six whatever yeah. you know seven eight not you know whatever but yes yeah it, i do i agree i do think it feels more connected more cohesive more mm-hmm. balanced although there still could be more balance of course but like it definitely yeah. feels that way more than it did last season mm-hmm. um, so far but like i said my only complaint is that like we'll talk a little bit about it at the when we get to pd2 is like i wish we had more Torres. Like, that's yeah. the only thing I, like, we got the one tours episode, which was amazing and probably my favorite so far this season. But, like, we, you literally just brought in this new guy and I feel like I only know right. so much about him. Yeah, but, I feel like a lot of the, sh- like, all the shows are doing that this season. And it's like, that's not a good way to bring in the character, though. Like, if you're going to bring them in, then focus on them. But if you're going to bring them in and not focus on them until, like, four, five, six episodes down the line, then wait until then to bring well, them especially- in. This is the new generation. I mean, theoretically, yeah. right? Like yeah. you're bringing in these new people to be part of the new generation, the new help you with the transition from all these mm-hmm. OGs leaving to the new class. And like, you're not then focusing, you're not making us love the new class. We're just kind of like, yeah. eh. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Yeah. That's really, that's really honestly, I'd say like, if I had to pick like my only over really overall complaint about when Chicago so far this year is I feel like, they're handling the transitions okay but i think there's still a lot lacking in terms of like getting me to want to keep rooting for this new yeah generation but yeah i feel like they could the transitions could be stronger in a way yes yes which i mean we still have a whole more than half the season right. to go. But yeah still yeah all right and then we also had a little tidbit from matt's inside line over at tv line um there was a question about stellaride from krista it says i'm loving the supportive vibes we've gotten between stellaride on the chicago fire this season is that something that will continue throughout the rest of season 11 and of course spoiler alert it's not um it says these two love each other with everything they've got and support each other through thick and thin from andrea um, but there will be a few big wrenches thrown their way as the season progresses, so we'll have to see how they handle those. Honestly, as long as it's something like a professional conflict and they, like, talk about it together, like, then I'll be fine. Yeah. I just don't need someone to, like, try to, you know, like, see her to come back and try to, like, wiggle her way into this marriage. Like, I just, mm-hmm. nah. Although I yeah. think, I mean, Andy 
is filming uploads so I think we're okay for right now but like yeah I mean we did get a mention of her and I was like scared for a minute but yeah but I just and it doesn't say that you know like someone's gonna come between their marriage so like right I I think as long as we stay away from like becoming between their marriage and like them trying to work through like professional conflicts then I can we'll be fine yeah we'll be fine um but yeah that's all for the news i guess i will mention that earlier this week on monday we did drop our interview with jake lockett so if you haven't checked it out definitely go check it out he's really nice we really enjoy talking with him um he's really interesting guy i didn't you know he worked for boeing before he like became an actor and like studied aerospace engineering and call it like he's like he's got a really interesting background so definitely if you guys haven't listened to that you should go check it out yeah um but yeah if you guys see any news you know send it our way um you guys are really always great about that um and yeah uh but before we jump into the episode we do have two new patron shout outs so cassandra i'm going to butcher your last name and i am so sorry mccown i'm gonna go with mccown but cassandra welcome 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 to the fam we are so glad you're here and we also have harmony newbro Harmony, welcome to the family. I know Cassandra's already in the Facebook group. Harmony, make sure you join um, because as Jennifer knows, because she is a fellow patron, it is lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Always going. Yep. It is, it is, it is always popping in there for sure. Um, so yeah, and if you guys want to join the Patreon fam, um, you can join for as little as two dollars a month. You can check the links in our bio for more information. And yeah, so without further ado, I think we can hop into the episodes. Jennifer, what do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to start with Med, obviously, and we are going to start with the Ethan Goodwin, Dr. Charles of it all. This week's episode really, I mean, this storyline in particular, but this week's episode, I was like, it really made, as like a woman especially, I was like oh shit like there was just so much stuff i was like oh fuck like i was just like oh man not even with this episode but like with the hannah one too i was like man that is like really just throwing out all the real world issues here yeah yeah but so this episode starts with like it's the morning after for like april and ethan although i really am 99.9 percent sure that is obviously probably not yaya i i like yeah like i don't think she came back just to lay in a bed and not see her face like that's yeah. not what i think happened but like yeah i ethan just looks so happy like watching april again i put that in quotes mm-hmm. april like lay in bed and like when he leaves the note on we're at the door or whatever like he just looks so happy and ethan being that happy just makes me happy yeah i was just like i have to know what you thought about because we even obviously talked about this like well the you know in the beginning or in the premiere with like april coming back and then last week with like the clubs you know her really coming back in the club scene and i you know like what are your thoughts on all that i mean i wasn't like a huge fan of Chuckson. They weren't like why I was watching the show or anything, but I think, I mean, they were cute. And I think if this is, if she came back to help wrap up his storyline and like, we're getting like closure for them. I think that's awesome. Um, And I mean, I'm just, I'm glad that he's happy. So yeah, yeah. no, I, 
I'm like very happy with how like it's like finally actually like a good character like the way a character exit should be done and I'm just like it makes it honestly a little better too like the whole storyline it makes it like that much better so I'm like okay like we know Ethan is gonna end happy yeah I mean we don't know that I guess but like theoretically in our minds we should assume that like Ethan is gonna be okay in a couple episodes and like end happy and leave happily I mean, like, no matter what happens, like, in my mind, they're riding off into the sunset. Like, oh, that's yeah, just how it is. for yeah. sure. More than any other, like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, for sure. I'm like, it doesn't matter what happens. Like, April and Ethan are together. Yeah. And it's fine. So basically, their patient that they get is this woman who comes into the ED with her baby and she's claiming that, like, you know, and at first, because the baby's crying and, you know, that they think that something's wrong with the baby. And she's like, no, 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 like, I'm what's wrong. And she's like, I'm going to hurt him. So they take the baby away from her, obviously. Like, they check him out. He's okay. Like, there's nothing at all wrong with the baby. But it's very clear that something is wrong with Penelope. Penelope is the patient. Um, And they have a little meeting of the minds and they're like, listen, like given the situation, like we're going to hold off on calling DCFS for now, but like until they can figure out whether it's more than postpartum depression or, you know, what it is like, they're just like, for now we hold off, but definitely was the right move for sure. Yeah. Um, And so Dr. Charles, of course, he goes to talk to her and she's like, you know, I haven't been feeling like myself. Like, and she admits that she did have a thought at one point about throwing him against the wall, but she didn't do it. And she's like, I I swear I haven't hurt my baby, but like, I did have that thought. She's like, I feel like I didn't get any breaks because I have no support system. And so at first, now they're just kind of like, okay, well, what do, you know, what do we do? What tests we run? And Dr. Charles is like, listen, like, the, so in order to get a real assessment of what's going on, he's like, I need to see her with the baby. And Ethan is hesitant at first. He's like, I don't know if that's like a good idea, but Goodwin approves. Goodwin's like, no, like, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. And so they bring him in and he starts crying and she starts freaking out. And she, you can definitely tell that like, I kind of saw, I didn't know what her condition was. Like, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but I, like, you could definitely tell that like, as soon as he started crying and kind of wailing that like, she was in pain like something was going on with her yeah i thought that was pretty obvious and so she's like you know just keeps coming about that it's like a drill in her head and she hands him over and basically as soon as she hands him over she starts having what they presume at the time to be a stroke she just kind of collapses and i didn't know what it was i was like a stroke i thought it was maybe a seizure i was like what is happening yeah but so her CT and MRI are clean. It's not a stroke. It's two different things. She's got Bell's palsy, which is like that droop it why her face was drooping. Like that's mm-hmm. the condition that caused her face drooping. And then the tinnitus, which is like the ringing in her ears. Yeah. And so they're all just like, I don't understand. Like, how did her OB miss it? She even complained about the ringing in the ears. And Goodwin's just like, Goodwin just lays it all out. She's like, unfortunately, you know, many women are failed by the postpartum care. And in American medicine, the mother is the wrapper and the baby the candy. And I was just like, that is Goodwin. Yes. Yeah. I was just like, it's true. And you don't really think, especially having not had a child myself or like, you know, and we're kind of at that age that like our friends are starting to have right. kids and all the things. 
like I'm kind of just finally starting to really see like, oh no, like, I mean, obviously the healthcare system is already its own kind of fucked up nature, but mm-hmm. like postpartum care and like with women in general, it's like a whole other level of yeah fucked up. It's just, it's not, it is not a good place. And it's true. Like I do, you know, a lot of women are failed by it and it's, it's yeah. a real, it's a real issue. And it sucks that like, I mean, women are failed by it like day in and day out. Like I know I've went to the doctor and been like shrugged off for things before, but like after you have a baby, like even the fact that women are failed after that, like they've just put, they've delivered a human into this world and like, they're still failed by it. Like that was just so heart wrenching to see. Yeah. And not everyone is lucky to have a support system. Yeah. Like some people, even when you have a support system, obviously you can still be failed by the, you know, postpartum care, but like, when you even think about how bad, how much worse it is when you don't have that support system to help you through it. I mean, it's, yeah, I was really glad because they haven't really ever gone there before. I mean, they've obviously, mm-hmm. you know, talked about like abortions and things like that on the show, but never something like this that I can recall unless it was like in an earlier season. So I was glad they yeah. like kind of just laid it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that they touched on this. Cause I mean, we saw like Natalie when she had Owen, like she had Maggie there and April there and like she had somewhat of a support system, Mm -hmm. but we didn't really touch on it much after that. So it was nice to kind of see it flipped on its head where this patient didn't have a support system. Like it was just her and her baby. So also just the fa- the line, good one's line when she's like in an American medicine, like the mother is a rapper and the baby is the candy. Like, it's so true. People just are like, okay, yeah, the mom is the one who like, you know, spends nine months growing the child. And then once the child comes out, people just kind of forget about the mom and focus on the baby, which yeah. is important, obviously, but it's like the mom is still important too. The mom yeah. is not just the rapper to be thrown aside. Like I, right. I, I love that line. I thought it was a yeah. good line. Um, so basically Penelope's symptoms are treatable, of course, but you know, it's not just like her physical ones. Like she's going to be okay physically, but Dr. Charles is like, I'm not quite sure we're out of the woods, like mentally. And so even in Dr. Charles, you know, like try to convince her that she's still a good mom, despite all the thoughts or whatever, but like, they're not the people to convince her like that. It's yeah. just, I mean, they're not the people. So enter Sharon Goodwin. All anyone ever talks about is the joy and the love and the happiness. I felt all that too. But listen, have you ever really listened to the lyrics of a lullaby? Singing about dropping cradles from treetops and feeding crying babies to crabs and monsters? (laughs) (laughs) But it's proof that parenthood throughout time and the world over is hard. And it is also true that it takes a village to raise a child. And there are mother groups that have great resources for making friends, finding support, uh, asking questions. I can connect you with one if you'd like. I'd love that. I'm here. You listened to me, Penelope. You did not have an easy start. But I have no concerns about you. You hear me? Edison is a lucky, lucky boy. 
<laughs> Maybe you'd like to see him after all? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. The queen. The queen. I just... Sharon Goodwin is a queen. We stand her. I just... Everything about this scene, I loved. Um, it gave me chills. Yeah. And there was a lot, I mean, obviously we learned more. We don't, we've only seen Goodwin as a mom, like to her adult kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And even then very rarely, but like, and obviously we didn't see her being a mom to her kids and like her young kids in this situation. We just heard about it, but still obviously getting more Goodwin backstory, always here for that. But like learning just more about her as a mom specifically, like I just, I loved and I love that because Goodwin would be the person that I would want to turn to in this situation. Right. Like I would want Goodwin to like talk me off a ledge, like for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm like even seeing her with the baby, like I was like, oh my God, Goodwin is a grandma now too, because Tara yeah. had her baby. Had like, baby last year. Oh my gosh. I want to see Tara back and like see Goodwin with her grandma. Well, and what I would so. love to see is I would love to see a scene or a storyline or whatever where you get to see like all of good because i kind of forgot we've never met the third child no the other son i can't remember the son's name either but tara the son that we met and then there's a third child i know there's tara and michael i don't think we've yeah. ever heard the third son's name or the no third not that i can no. remember but i would love to see like a scene with like all of them mm-hmm. that would be really fun yeah um also, the other thing I loved about this was her line, which I hadn't really thought about it, especially in relation to this storyline, when she's talking about the fact, like, how, like, dark nursery rhymes are and how nursery yeah. rhymes basically, like, say the same thing. Like, you're dropping cradles from the sky. And when I, like, I was just like, I mean, you obviously hear about, like, um, how dark, um, why can't I think of the one? There's, like, definitely, I've heard of some dark ones and, like, you think about it, but I, like, I yeah nursery rhymes are really dark yeah and you don't think about it until like you're older and you go back and look and you're like wow like I really read this as a kid or like I was told this but well not even just told it but then you like I mean with nursery rhymes and like some of the fun ones like you sing them all the Mm -hmm. time and you're like basically singing about violence and it's like okay Yeah. yeah but no I but I really I really like this scene or this storyline I thought it was really good and I kind of liked how like we were talking about it earlier a little bit but like this one centered about like obviously postpartum care with women or whatever but then you had like the um Hannah and Archer one you know two that kind of centered around that like I I just I really I really enjoyed that Mm -hmm. so yeah I liked seeing Goodwin work like in this storyline and not be like oh like I'm scrubbing in or like I can help you know like, right, but it also wasn't her being like, guys, no, you can't right. do that. Like, no, yeah. I have to be, you know, like in charge now. No, yeah. like it was, it was, it felt very natural. Like I never yeah. was like, why is Goodwin like just down here chilling? Like yeah. I never thought that for once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so next up we have Crockett and Will. Um, so we start off and Crockett is doing his press conference because he is now a, I don't know if I'm, social media, a viral, not an influencer. Crockett is definitely not an influencer. That's and not a celebrity. Yeah. Local celebrity, viral celebrity, whatever you want to call him. And he's got 
Jack Dayton and Shin Tu, who Shin Tu we finally saw again, which is nice. To, I I like Shin Tu, and it was like now that he's like Vanessa's gone too, and I'm just like, eh. there went that hope yeah. for like coming back and that dream being shattered. But yeah, um, but Crockett looks like so uncomfortable in this whole scene. Yeah, I mean, looks damn good in a suit, but like he looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, especially when Jack, like, started talking and then, like, wasn't it, like, Shen Tu or someone, like, popped in and he saw Will, like, in the crowd and, yeah, yeah, it just, he looked so uneasy being there. I mean, yeah, like, even at one point, like, Will walks in and Will's just, like, watching and, like, Crockett looks at Will and he's, it's almost like a get me the hell out of here look. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it looks like, but he just looks so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, this is literally the last place on earth he wants to be right now. Yeah um but so but of course like then after even like the press conference and was like oh yeah we're gonna do the today show and blah 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 blah, blah. and crock is just like jesus christ like get me out of here like this is not what i want so will gets his patient a patient comes in and is asking for will and only will only will and it is the owner of this local restaurant that Will and the Halstead fam grew up going to every week when he was younger. And I just have to say, like, I mean, we really missed some big opportunities in terms of, like, Halstead brother scenes and yeah. whatever. Like, we missed a lot. But, like, this little nugget of just, like, Halstead family background, I was living for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was, like, their Sunday tradition or whatever. Yeah, I, I was just sitting there like picturing little Will and little Jay with their parents, like going and eating all the pasta that they could. Like, I will say oh though, it has it, it does go kind of go against what I had thought in my head. Like in my mind, they were not a close family. Like growing up, yeah. Like just in my brain, like I think Will uh-huh. and Jay were kind of close, maybe. And I guess my guess is presuming that this is obviously before their mom got sick and passed away but like in my mind just given what we know about like pat halstead and whatever like in my mind i just had this idea that like they weren't super close growing up so Mm -hmm. the fact that they would go out to dinner every sunday for like family dinner at this italian restaurant and like that just doesn't necessarily compute in my mind but also at the same time i was like give me little give me more tidbits like this like i will eat this up I feel like they were probably close before Mama Halstead died. And, like, when she passed, like, she was, like, the glue of the family. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like Jane will, like, they obviously had their moments, like any siblings do. But, like, I think uh, yeah. they were definitely close. So do we think that Jay ended up taking Haley there? Because they went to Jean and Georgetta's that night, too. And that oh, was, like, yeah. a tradition of theirs. So did Will probably. and Haley go there? probably yeah. at some point no the real yeah. question is though well, first of all when was the last time will went there and second yeah. of all did will well second of all did will and jay can ever go back because it seems like it's not like i mean obviously i don't get the impression that will goes like every sunday right. still obviously but it's not like, but, he, like, it's not like he doesn't seem like he still knows enough about like what's going on or whatever like he hasn't been there you know he's been there relatively recently so then like right did jay and will go together and then you know at any point like did they go like every couple weeks or you yeah. know maybe not even on sundays but like on a saturday when they both head off or whatever yeah. and then like third like, did they ever all go, like, Will, Jay, and Haley? Yeah. We're like, I, I family, whatever. And I'm like, these are the things that I want to know. 
We're asking the important questions here. Like, we'll probably never get the answers, oh, but we're asking no. the important questions. We are just going to have to live with the fact that we got this little tidbit about, like, yes. Halstead family background that we yeah. haven't gotten in, I don't know, like, three seasons. I mean, like, I don't even remember the last time we got a, like, new bit of information about the Halstead family. Not on Med, but, I mean, I remember in season eight when Haley and Jay were, like, going to Gina and Georgia's or whatever for date night, and Jay was like, oh, yeah, true. we used to come here, like, true. every year or whatever for his birthday. I think it was Will's, but, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, that was yeah, on yeah. TV, and that was, I mean, another little throwaway line that we just grabbed onto, so. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. I didn't even, honestly, I, the fact that you even remember the name of that <laughs> restaurant is, like, I know I because they didn't make up the name like that's the real name of the place so I think that's why but yeah I don't know I love that we got like the like the little nugget but I'm also like Jay's not there anymore to like relish in that like what would have been like a perfect way if like Jay had still been here as like if the episode ends and like they're, and they're back there. in the restaurant and like Jay yeah. and Haley or even just Jay like walks in and you know they have dinner yeah. and like Crockett's there or whatever like that's really the way you like end this episode but like yeah. alas yeah alas we cannot do that anymore <laughs> anyway we digress so basically the owner of the restaurant like she messed up her wrist I still don't really understand like she was moving the stove but like she didn't just like break her wrist she like cut i i don't know anyway not important not important but basically so it's like really messed up and so will calls in crockett for a surgery consult so crockett comes in he agrees she's like she needs surgery like for sure in order especially like for long-term results like she's gonna need surgery and like this lady is so enamored with him as like the handsome doctor from the news so she's just like yeah sure surgery whatever like do what you gotta do and, like, Gina brought up this point. It was, like, one thing Gina made sure that I had to mention in this outline. <laughs> she, you know, she was, like, I have to put something in. She was, like, share the outline with me. I got to make sure it gets in. Will's jealousy, like, it's very obvious. And I agree. Like, yeah. Will is so jealous throughout this, like, whole thing. Like, once she becomes enamored with Crockett, like, the look on Will's face, like, he's jealous. I don't think he would ever say that he's jealous. But, like, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe jealous isn't the right word. So Gina wants to know, like, do you think it's jealousy? Like, is, like, what do you, is it Will being jealous or is it just some other weird feeling that we don't have, like, a label for? I don't know. I feel like it is him being a little jealous. A I feel little like bit. He, I feel like he's shown these signs, like, in the last eight seasons of Med. Yeah. I mean, when he doesn't, like, get his way or when someone comes in, like, and outshines him, he acts like a child about it. And it's not yeah. even like he acted like a child about it this time, but, like, yeah, I don't know. He just like acts different. No, and I do I think part of it is jealousy. I think part of it is like wanting to make sure like he I think it's very clear obviously he does care about this woman and she meant a lot to him growing up and I think he just really wants to make sure that she's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But like I do think part of it is like a smidge of jealousy for sure. Yeah. And the Gina wants to know, do you think that he grew up in Jay's shadow? And that's like part of that is like insecurity is creeping back through in this specific moment with Crockett. Um, I think so. I don't know. I I always think that Jay is the older one, but um I don't I mean, I don't totally remember all of the Pat Halstead stuff. Was Pat more like he was accepting of Jay being in the like I military? thought it was the other way. 
don't, I don't know. know. I, I need to I like one day I'm jerk. gonna like go back and like do like a full de- rewatch of these episodes. Yeah. And when I rewatch, I'm going to basically make character bios because like I can't <laughs> I keep that. up. Like, yeah, I, I can't. There are so many details, but then then I have a feeling, and I kind of want to do it just to also see like conflicting, like yeah. in a situation like this, like what is PD said about like Halsted mm-hmm. family or whatever versus like what Meta said. Yeah, and then obviously like, do they conflict with each other? Because I feel right. like there's definitely obviously conflicting. Yeah, things that happen. Yeah, um, like timeline wise. Yeah, timeline wise. I mean, just like personality wise. I mean, you know. Yeah all the things but if i remember correctly i thought he pat and jay didn't have the best relationship which is why like when pat came to the hospital and whatever like it was way more tense between pat and jay than it was pat and will it was but i also feel like he just had a bad relationship with both of them yeah, I don't I, think it's not like saying yeah, his and Will's right. relationship is like right. the most amazing father-son relationship ever. But I think it was maybe slightly he, better. And Will, I think yeah. Will didn't have the same animosity towards his dad that Jay clearly did. Right. Yeah. So maybe Jay was like their mom's favorite. I don't that's know. That's kind of the vibe I get. Yeah. And maybe she like favored him more and that's where Will got jealous because I do remember in like season two when they, when we first met Pat Hall said, um, he was kind of like resisting going to the hospital, I thought. And Will was like, no, like it's time to go or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I would be interested to rewatch Med season two and season four and then like also watch the PD episodes where like they've mentioned whole set family backstory yeah there's got to be a lot of like inconsistencies there so many i like said one day i do really i just i don't have time to sit here and watch at this point like mm-hmm. 11 plus 10 plus it's 21 plus i don't have time to watch like 29 seasons of tv <laughs> like again like i just that's not gonna happen yeah but like i do part of me does like want to go back and do like a full rewatch and like truly make like character not you know bios with like details mm-hmm. of information what season you go like i would love to do that i don't have the time to do that right now but like i do like because it's hard to you know remember and then you think about and like especially when a situation like this comes uh-huh. up and you're like thinking about in the current context you're like oh wait so you know like you said was jay was he in jay shadow well what is this detail you know like i would just yeah i would love to do it i mean i also think that we're definitely overthinking that and definitely oh, thousand percent but that is what this podcast was created for yeah and like i don't know we aren't normal fans that just watch and then like go on with our lives like we literally sit here and inspect but would you do the backstory thing for every show and like every character or you know that's kind of what i would want to do like honestly (laughs) i mean not every like i would i mean i would have to draw a line somewhere right Right. like i would like pick like main do it on the siblings no, I kind of want to do like main character. Like, I wouldn't want to okay. do like if I'm thinking about like fire, for example. Like, I wouldn't pick someone like necessarily say like Jeff Clark, who was like around. Right. Yeah, he would maybe show up in like Natalie's bio because obviously mm-hmm. there is like a relationship there. But yeah. I wouldn't sit there and do like a Jeff Clark right. bio. Yeah. Well, like I would kind of want to do it for like every. I mean. Because then, like, you know, like, for example, like, Cruz's background, like, which we'll talk about, mm-hmm. like, Cruz and Leon in a second, like, 
I feel like there was conflicting stuff in what we learned. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, like there's, I would want to then be able like, okay, let me go back to my cruise reference for like when a situation like Leon getting mentioned again last night, like comes up. Yeah. Like I would want to be like, able to be like, go back and like check all my, you know. Yeah. I don't know. That, like I said, this is like my dream thing. project, but like it's, I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> I don't it's know if I'll ever hiatus. have time for that. Like when I think about it, I'm like 29 seasons. Yeah. And that's just if I did it, like, say, next summer. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for 29 seasons. I barely <laughs> have time for, like, the current... We were just talking before we started recording. I barely have time for the current shows I'm watching, let alone 29 seasons of TV I've already yeah. watched. <laughs> but anyway, so where was I? I'm, like, all through. Okay, so Will is, like, decides he wants to pitch the stint to this patient one more time, but Crockett's like, no, listen, like, surgery is the best bet like i promise you she needs surgery and will again his kind of moment of jealousy and security whatever you want to call it comes out he's like you know she's just starstruck treating the you know being treated by the hotshot doctor from the dudes and car gets like listen like you called me like this isn't you called me and you know well it's like you didn't think that influenced her decision and he's like i don't know but like your connection is the patient is influencing yours and i think that like i said i think that's part i i think it is part jealousy and security, whatever you want to label mm-hmm. that as. And I think it is partly because Will cares for this woman and like she means a lot to him and he just wants to make sure that she's going to be okay. Yeah. So Crockett and Kai do the surgery, which like I can handle Kai if he's going to be in like a situation like this where he really doesn't have anything to say. He keeps his mouth shut and like he's just there. Yeah. Like. Then I can handle him fine. But, like, Jennifer, I need to know your feelings before, even though it really has nothing to do with this scene. Like, I need to know your feelings on Kai. So Specifically Kai. For this season, or for this episode? In well, this not scene, even just for like, this episode, but, like, we're talking about Kai, then, like, yeah. Kai. So, like, in this scene, I don't know. I saw him, and I, because, you know, he had a mask on and everything. So I only saw his eyes, and I was like, is that Kai? Like, because we just haven't seen him enough. Well, and they didn't I was call like, him, I don't know. Shintu calls him Tanaka Reed, and I just didn't register at one point that, like, that yeah. was the same, you know, Kai Tanaka. Like, it just didn't register yeah. for me at first. Yeah. But, like, him overall, I mean, I don't know. I think he kind of started off a little rocky with fans, but like, I mean, there's, yeah. there's ways to like redeem him. For sure. But for I sure. don't know if being six about almost seven episodes in is going to do that. I mean, I guess it's better than if we were like six, 16 episodes in and like, how are you going to try and redeem him then? But like, I don't know. I, it, honestly, I just have to see more of him, but like, and maybe him working with other doctors besides marcel would help but i don't know they just really really have to one episode like give us that like kai storyline and like yeah yeah it may suck a little bit in the beginning kind of like getting through it but like they have to give it to us or like you said it's kind of like what's the point like i found nelly really aggravated and i still don't like i'm not the hugest nelly fan but then finally they had that one episode was that last week or two weeks ago i think it was two weeks ago whatever two episodes ago where like nelly kind of you know had like a little bit of a moment yeah i was like okay like i'm not like again still not a huge nelly fan yet but i was like i can like kind of get see where they're going Mm -hmm. with her 
like we just need that for Kai and we haven't gotten it yet yeah I hope though that we get it sooner rather than later like because I'm thinking like for Archer yep I was. I mean we were going a while without really knowing why he was the way he was it was was like a season and a half and I just I don't want that this time like I don't want this for Carver I don't want that for Kai Nelly none of them like tell me off right off the bat if I should like them or not yeah and give me a reason like again otherwise don't introduce these characters in the first episode or first two episodes or whatever and then not come back to them until episode eight or nine like well and it's, it's like just... I don't want them to also on the flip side of that I don't want them to be like a Terry who like yeah they gave us a little bit of her Terry and was like oh okay like and Terry never started off as like a bad one but like you know mm-hmm. it was like Oh, they gave us a little bit of Terry, and then, like, Terry just literally disappeared. Yeah. And, like, even with Elsa, Elsa was around for, like, a long time. Well, a long mm-hmm. time for this show. And then she just kind of disappeared. And it's like, yeah. okay? Yeah. She was like, longer. She was around longer than Terry was. And they Terry were was around season, for, like, only right? a handful of episodes. Yeah. But, like, they did it on flip side. It's like, they kind of introduced us to these characters, and then they just disappear. And it's like, if they're mm-hmm. gonna stick around, keep them around. But, like, in order to keep them around, you have to give us something to, like, yeah, for them. But also, if they're only going to disappear in three episodes, then don't bring them. Like, don't introduce them to me, because I really don't want to get attached to a fictional right. character that's just going to, like, up yeah. and leave. Yeah, we don't need another... Tra- we do not need another character leaving, no. especially on Med. But we'll just get there. on any show. Like, I don't... On I don't any show, it. but Med this season is, like... Yeah, they're... Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there in, like, two seconds. But... So, basically, the reason we were talking about Kai... So, Shintu... Or, Kai and Crockett are doing the surgery, whatever. Shintu comes in, and he's basically like, you almost done? And Crockett's like, yeah, give me another 30 minutes. And Shintu's like, no, the lieutenant governor's in the hospital. And, like, she needs Crockett to do her surgery. Like, Crockett has to do it. So, Crockett's like, fine. Like, I'm basically done here anyway. Like, Kai, just close up. But turns out... Not a good, it all like kind of hit the fan. So the patient ended up having no blood flow like below the repair. And Will immediately is like, so that was hair. Like that wasn't just like, you know, this doesn't just happen for shits and giggles. Like this is like technical error. And Mm Crocker's like, no, 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 like whatever. So they take her back to the OR and it ends up being a success. They don't really focus on it too much after that. And basically, like, they leave the patient, like, she's all talking about how she's going to make this, like, squid ink pasta for Crockett. And Will's like, oh, she only ever said that about, like, you know, making it for the Pope or whatever. So, like, you're special. Whatever. They they have, like, a little moment. And then Will and Crockett, like, walk out in the hallway. And they, like, somewhat apologize to each other, but they, like, kind of, sort of apologize mm-hmm. to each other. And Will, you know, I which I think Will's saying that, like, you're a good surgeon Crockett is like his basically his apology yeah and like but like we keep having these like somewhat decent Will and Crockett moments and I'm just like just go there with the bromance already like we need a good male friendship on this show especially because like the only decent male friendship that we're have is Archer and Ethan and we're about to lose that yeah so, and I feel like they've been teasing about Will and Crockett, like, especially when Natalie left, they were like, oh, yeah, Will and Crockett. And then they, like, never really went there. Yeah. So, like, just go there, people. Just go. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's going to have romance, it's going to be Will Hall said. so. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, 
but yeah, that is that storyline. Now up for the most shocking Ben storyline of the night. Yeah. So we got Vanessa and Maggie. So Will, the episode starts out and Will comes into the ED and he's like trying to be all pleasant with Maggie and she is just like not having it. She is just like, here's your ankle. Okay, bye, go. <laughs> and Vanessa's like, why are you being so cold? And then we get this scene. You're so mad at him. CPD and the hospital cleared us both. They're letting it go. Why can't you? Because you brought drugs into the hospital, Vanessa. It was irresponsible. It was dangerous. We were out of options. And it saved our patient. I expect that kind of foolishness from Will, but he should have known better than to drag you down with him. No, no, no. Will didn't drag me into anything. It was my call. You don't have to defend him. I get it. The Halstead School of Medicine. It has its appeal. But it's not who you are. What is that supposed to mean? It means you're not reckless. You're smarter than that. And you don't have to be a cowboy to be a good doctor. I was dying when Maggie called it the Halstead School of Medicine. Like, I, it has its appeal. And I was just like, oh, yes, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. But we all really thought, I mean, like, that is exactly what we thought. I mean, that Will, I mean, Will was basically grooming Vanessa to be like Will 2.0. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, yes, it wasn't Will's fault. This was definitely, if not equal blame, then Vanessa's fault. Yeah, like, for sure. I don't think Maggie has a right to be mad at Will, but like, still. Well, I would, I would have just liked Maggie to hear Vanessa out. Like she yeah. was just like brushing her off, and mm-hmm. I was like, but it's not on him completely. I mean, yes, he shouldn't have done it, but like, no. it's also on Vanessa, right? And like, if CPD and the hospital clear them both again. You can maybe hold, like, a slight grudge, but you can't hold a grudge on one person and not the other. Yeah. No matter if it's your daughter, your best friend, nothing. like Whatever you want to call yeah. that relationship, yeah. Yeah. So, they work on a patient together named Samir, and Samir works for this organization called the Homsa Community Health Foundation, which basically sets up, like, clinics all around the world. And Vanessa is, like, fangirling, basically, or her version of fangirling. She's like, oh my God, I love this. Like, she's like, I get all your newsletters. Like, she's like low-key fangirling. And so Samir is actually set to leave to go to the Philippines in a few days for like another new clinic. So he like wants to figure out what's going on with him. Um, and Vanessa doesn't see any signs of infection, but like she's like, of course, run more tests first. Tests come back, no sign of infection, but Samir leaves and like here he tries to leave and he like stumbles. So they get him back in bed and they roll up his pants and he's got something on both of his legs. But he's like, I honestly just thought they were like a heat rash. And he's always like playing it off, whatever. And but Vanessa's like, okay, well, maybe this could be some kind of bleeding disorder, you know, lupus, whatever, autoimmune disease. She's like, but we got to run more tests. So Turns out, not cancer, not an autoimmune disease, but, like, his bones are really weak. Like, they're, like, basically the bones of, like, someone twice his age, like an old man. And then, all of a sudden, Samir starts bleeding from, like, a laceration on his stomach. And it looks like an appendectomy scar. And Vanessa's basically like, you have something you want to tell me? And he's like, no. He's like, I don't know where that came from. But basically, the reason it reopened is because Samir has something that's called scurvy. Which basically has to do with, like, a lack of vitamin C. And because he's not getting enough vitamin C, it's why his bones are so weak and, you know, all the things. And I was just like, 
that is not where I thought this whole diagnosis was going. Yeah. Especially like, after a laceration opened. It was like, what? Yeah. I did not see that going. But basically, Samir is so impressed with Vanessa and, like, how she handled herself. He's, like, so impressed with her. He's like, oh, can I speak with you a moment? And I was like, I know where this is going. Like, as mm-hmm. soon as, even earlier, in, you know, when they're talking about, oh, Samir's setting up clinics, you know, in the Philippines and whatever. And I was like, are they? And then by the time we got yeah. to this point, I was like, oh, you could like see it in her eyes when she was like when he was talking about his work or whatever. Like you could totally see it in her eyes of like she was really interested and yeah, yeah. So the episode ends and Vanessa finds Maggie in the doctor's lounge and we get this scene. What's this? Recommended travel vaccinations. I thought you could give me a hand scheduling them. I didn't know you were going on vacation. Samir offered me a spot on his team. He thought I'd be a great fit. In the Philippines? I said yes. Wait, wait. You can't just up and leave. What about your residency? I'll talk to my program director and Miss Goodman. I'll defer finishing for now, but they'll understand. But I don't. Where's this coming from? From me, Maggie. Listen, you... You were upset, and rightly so, when I bought those drugs off the street. But what I didn't say to you earlier that I should have is that I was... I was actually inspired. I mean, despite the risk, I helped my patient. I was resourceful. I mean, I was a good doctor. That's the kind of person that I want to be. And you can't be that person here. Maybe. But I know that this opportunity will allow me to be the kind of doctor that I want to be. Doing the work that I love. This is my calling. Why don't you just take some time and think about it? I don't want to. I just want to close my eyes and take the leap. In this episode specifically, the writing was a thousand percent on the wall that, like, by the end of the episode, Vanessa was going to say that she was leaving. Like, I saw it coming. But, like, if you had told me before 8 p.m. Eastern yesterday on Wednesday that, like, was someone else, was Asia specifically leaving, I would have been like, no. Yeah. What did not see it coming? Yeah, and I don't know if I like those types of exits better or like the ones where we see it coming and it's like dropped at dead like on deadline yeah. well before. I don't know because honestly they all suck. Like, but I don't know. I just I hope that that wasn't her last episode. I didn't get a chance to read the deadline article yet, but like and I heard that it was just as vague as the one with Jesse leaving but like i didn't even see i didn't even see there was a deadline article for there this. was at like curious. there wasn't like 9 50 at night i'm like honestly i'm surprised that it took them this long to drop that like well i wonder if that's like then uh, clearly they didn't realize that like or they didn't know mm-hmm. you know wasn't leaked or anything and she's not she's not like top of the bill or anything so right. it may not have been something on their radar yeah. specifically like before yeah like jesse was with right. variety or whatever i was trying to see if i could find it um yeah i mean it's not like you know it was like nick gelfus or someone leaving like 
Yeah, or even like when Brian got announced that he was leaving or whatever. Um, I just like, I guess I need more explanation though. Like, I hope that it's not her last episode because I want to see like how she like leaves with Maggie or, you know, I mean, even then like she saw, she met Grant. Like, I want to see how that kind of plays out. And I want to see if there's a more of an explanation as far as like why she made this change. Does she not like the ED? Does she not want to work closely with Maggie? Like, I just want to know. Yeah. Well, and even beyond that, there it is. I was trying to see if I could like, even beyond that, like, I'm just kind of more curious. I feel like this was maybe an Asia decision. Obviously I don't Mm -hmm. know anything, but like, why now let's see i was trying to see let's yeah see. why in like episode six it's kind of odd like it's odd timing i mean episode three was odd timing too but it kind of made more sense it was at the beginning of the season the deadline article literally is just like a recap of like why you know in how in the episode yeah. she you know decided to exit um yeah that's literally it and they're like, oh, yeah, her, like, on-screen mom, you know, Matt, or Marlene, like, shared her feelings about, like, it's just, like, it's nothing. Like, there's, like, nothing in there. Um, they just continue to get more vague with each article, I feel like. Yeah, and I feel like that was, like, a we don't really have sources on this. Like, we'll just yeah. report that it happened on the show. and you Yeah. Know. But, yeah, and I guess, so, obviously, met, we, you know, the obviously jay left on pd they killed off hawkins on fire like but if you look at med specifically guy left in episode one Mm -hmm. asia is now leaving in episode six brian is leaving episode nine yeah that is three major main cat i don't think asia was technically ever main cast but like still major characters major characters leaving in the span of nine episodes yeah the the last time that happened on just like any show in, in the, the course first of nine half episodes. of the season. Not even, it's not even a full half. It's like literally no. like nine episodes in a 22 episode season. When was the last yeah. time? I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder like what else is going on or like, are they going to lose more people? Like this is just the start of it. Like, it's, I don't know. I, just... I don't know. And I don't want to, you know, suggest that something's happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's i don't think that would true it's just like because brian is obviously just leaving he's ready to be back with his family full time right you know he's ready to pursue other passions whatever we've seen that one coming for like two years at least yeah um that one you know whatever that was definitely a brian choice the guy one we already know why i mean they basically were like well we ran out of stories for you know Mm -hmm. dylan which is stupid but whatever that was like a story decision so, like, I don't think there's anything happening behind the scenes. I just, like, well, what is, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the only real explanation that we've gotten for any of the character exits has been Brian's. I mean, as far as, like, like, it came from him and it's, like, his choice to leave. Well, and you know guys, I mean? we Guy got like, an explanation. It's not a great explanation. I no. hate that explanation. They've but we did get an explanation from Andy and Diane being like, we just felt like we ran out of stories for him. And, like, we right. felt like that, you know, was done. Again, terrible explanation. It's an explanation, though. And I'll take, yeah. you know, there is some sort of closure behind that explanation. Right. Regardless of how you feel about it. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, like, the Asia one was just really shocking. Yeah. Like, yeah. really kind of out of nowhere. Like, Gina was texting like last night. Obviously, it happened, and Gina's in Europe. She's four hours ahead right now. 
and she like randomly was texting last night and she was like wait what happened and i was like yeah like that happened yeah yeah it has to be an asia um, i mean if it's choice. not i mean you know regardless of what it is i wish her the best and i was yeah you know, sad. i thought i really thought they were going to use vanessa to be like will 2.0 and kind of be a part mm-hmm. of this new again i i don't i never know what term to use but like new generation of yeah bad, you know like in the new you know i thought she was gonna be around for a long time yeah and so i was i was just really shocked to be to be like oh no she's leaving and i was like wait what yeah yeah to me it's just odd like we're six episodes in and across three shows we've lost five almost six characters five wait yeah hawkins jay mason no. if you count him oh yeah Di, yeah, yeah and vanessa and then ethan yeah like if you count mason yeah that one yeah yeah it's a little and, different because he just never showed back up this season right. but yeah but i still count it just because like for sure he was in last season and and like what are we doing like we're six episodes in and i mean i was talking with a couple of friends last night and they were like does it just feel like the season has just like been dragging on because it just seems like every episode is just like either heavy or just someone leaving. like yeah someone leaving just yeah. kind of i don't know not boring but like out of left field sometimes like yeah it just and to be only six episodes in like it just kind of seems like it's like okay now we got to go to Wednesday night and like, you know, do three hours of TV, which is great when we get good episodes and yeah. not, you know, traumatic. When ones, I thought so. this was a good episode, it's, and I don't like, I don't necessarily even have a problem with her character exit or anything like that. Right. It's just like, again, I was just shocked. Like I did not see that mm-hmm. coming, you know, prior to last night, obviously yeah. once I started the episode, I was like, Oh, I kind of feel like that's coming. Um, I had something I was going to respond to your point, but I will say I saw a lot of people bring this up in like our DMs and our email or whatever. Very important to note that all of the med exits, including Brian's, once Brian leaves, will be actors of color. Yep. I thought about that last night too. Yeah. And it's just like, so mm-hmm. you, you'll have one actor of color once Brian leaves. Yeah. You went from well, having four last year mm-hmm. to, well, I guess it depends how far, if you want to go into like, no, two, you have two. Yeah. And then maybe three, if you want to count Kai. So you'll have some still, but like you and went Nelly. from having, what? Nelly too. Are you counting her? Cause I was thinking Marcel. Yeah. Maggie. Maggie, Kai and Nelly. Yeah, I guess, like I said, and that's why I said, if you want to count, yeah. like, Kai and Ellie. But, like, you oh, went from okay. having, like, Dylan last year and Vanessa and mm-hmm. Ethan and obviously then Crockett and Matt. Like, you went from having so, like, Med being, like, one of the best. Well, no, Fire's pretty good about it, at least, you know, in terms in of terms actors of, of color, diverse, like, diverse, yeah. you know. But mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. It, it Like I said, it is important to note that all three Med ones are yeah. actors of color. Yeah. And then, you know, PB and Fire were, like, like fan faves. But, you know, we're not bitter about that at all. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. The the character exits have almost given me a sour taste. Because I'm like, one, it just seems like they're either vague explanations, no explanation, or, like, 
yeah, like he just wanted to move on, which is fine. But then also like we've just gotten so many at one time, it seems yeah. like that I'm just like, it's like okay, if you, you had given keep... me one, maybe two, I would have still obviously been like a little bitter about it. Yeah. Especially picking and shoot. But like I would have been like, okay. Yeah. And you expect some to come. Like obviously the longer these shows go on, the right. more people are gonna leave. Like yeah. we are transitioning into a new, you know, new crop of character. Like it's gonna happen. It's just what right. happens when shows have been on the air for this long. It just it's gonna happen. Yeah. But like you said, when you consider like if you include Mason too, like you're gonna get six across all three shows within the span mm-hmm. of like nine episodes. Yeah. It's and long. like for Jesse, like there was never really any explanation from like from anyone else. No. Never gonna get an explanation. But like I don't know. It just it's kind of put like a sour taste in my mouth like I'm still watching the shows like I still love them but I'm also like you've burned me before and like you're you just keep showing me that you're just gonna keep like burning me on my faves so yeah but yeah yeah it's it's just weird weird times at med weird weird times at med yeah you know what's even Okay, I was going to try to make a transition and say, you know, it's even weirder, but I don't even think it's that weird. And I have, I don't know how I feel about this yet. We're going to talk about Archer and Hannah. Jennifer, Mm -hmm. I need to know what you think about this, like, weird friendship, not French. I don't know what to call it quite yet. It's weird. Archer and Hannah. It's just weird. Okay. I need to know, though, before we even get into it. Are you, I was having this conversation in one of my group chats last night. It's like, I don't know if I want her, like, I do like the idea of Archer and Hannah being friends, like, being really good friends. Yeah. I do really like that. But then I was watching last night's, and something about whatever chemistry that Kristen and Steven have, I was also like, you know what, I don't really know. Kristen, you mean Jesse? Yes, Jesse, not Kristen. Jesus, <laughs> I'm like losing it. That Stephen and Jesse have. I was like, you know, if they really decided to like go there, I was like, I don't know if I'd hate that either. No, 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 no. To me, that's really. And icky. I was not no. <laughs> the only one in this group chat that said something similar. So I'm just gonna throw it out there. This is not me on that island on alone. But, like, I don't know. And I don't know, like, I don't necessarily be like, yeah, I'm on that ship for sure. Like, that's not, I'm not saying that at all. But, like, I just don't know. But there was definitely something, a vibe there, I feel like, last night. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen the vibe. But I'm also, like, nah. Like, to me, that's just really icky. I don't know. I'm also just not the biggest fan of Archer. Like, he takes one step forward and five steps backwards and oh that see i've become like, a full me. like listen this season this is the season of yeah. archer like i'm just like on my like archer stand train now like i'm just like <laughs> hannah and archer like that's where i'm riding this year like hannah and archer that's like i mean in crockett obviously but like hannah and archer yeah I'm i do like seeing them work together um, I think they kind of bring out like the best in each other in a way. I think they have the potential to be a really fun, weird, interesting, like BFF, mm-hmm. like ship. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, but also last something about last night, I was like, if I went there, I don't know if I'd like hate that. 
Yeah. And it's men. So, like, I kind of, if they went there, let's be real, that would be something <laughs> they would do. Like, it's men. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could definitely see something happening. I mean, they went there with Dr. Blank and, Ar- and Marcel. So, they, they could went well there with there. like a bunch of other, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not the weirdest thing. Yeah. I was going to say, wait, it was. It was Dr. Blake that Archer was like, you know, is she dating anyone or anything? Yes. It was when him and Marcel were going around and around. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm here for like Archer and Hannah be, to be like frenemies and like work together, you know. But as far as like dating, I don't know. I'd have to come around to it. Like right now, I'm just like, that just seems like icky and gross to me. But listen, I, I just need, I need a ship on med. I need something that I can let's be real i need a ship on all of my show all these shows <laughs> exactly because yeah. all we got right now we got stellar and being happy and in love and married or whatever yeah and you've got whatever you want to call berzik yeah and that's all we got so i need something. and i need like some type of angst here i need I something i need something med especially i, know, like- I need something if Will and Hannah were to get together, I mean, they could not be how they were before. Like, they just couldn't be. If no, and I don't think they would. Together, I mean, I think Hannah's grown way too much to yeah. ever let that happen again. But, like, if he was, like, to charm her or something and, like, she falls back into it, like, I wouldn't want them to be, like, just bad for each other. Like, if they're going to do it again, they have to, like, be good for each other. Yeah. So that's where I could, like, kind of get on board with maybe with her, with someone else, but... I don't know if that's archery yet. I feel like I don't know. I like I said, it was just something last night I was works. watching. I was like, you know, I don't know. I was like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really still know how I feel about my feelings, but I have to yeah. say it out there. And listen, like yeah. I said, I was not the only one that I talked to last night that was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm yeah. not the only one. I don't know. Like I feel I was... like the the med relationships when they work together though never ends well. But yeah, it always makes for good drama. So no, the only one you know. that worked slightly better. I thought Natalie and Crockett was okay. I mean, that was my ship. Yeah. But, and then the only reason that ended as terribly as it did was because Natalie did what she did about for her mom. Yeah. That wasn't necessarily because she and Crockett worked together, but mm-hmm. still, yeah, I digress. Anyway, back to Hannah and Archer. So they are working together this week. So Archer is still in some pain from obviously getting like thrown around like crazy last episode. And Hannah like notices, but he like tries to play it off. He's like, yeah, no, I'm totally fine. I'm, you know, no, what? Pain? Me? No, never. Like, I'm fine. So Hannah works on this woman who... Caitlin, who is newly pregnant and she has some spotting and she's like you know listen we've struggled to get pregnant for a while so we just want to make sure like maybe we're being crazy like we just want to make sure we're extra safe um turns out this pregnancy is a topic so unfortunately so she potentially has two options to remove it she can either get the shot or have surgery and have it move removed laparoscopically but, like, in order to, you know, she has to basically have some more tests before they can determine which option. Um, basically, it turns out Caitlin's not a candidate for the shot, even though, that like, that's really what she wants because she can't afford to take time off to recover from surgery. But Hannah's like, listen, like, we'll do the procedure laparoscopically. Like, you can go home tonight if everything checks out. Like, recovery time is just a day or two. Like, and she's like, okay, fine. Um, but like we've been talking about earlier, supply chain issues means they can't do it laparoscopically because of course they can't, of course they can't. 
It would be too easy. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. So Archer reminds her, though, she's like, you know, you can do this old school method that, you know, like what we used to do back in my day. He basically like does that to her. And she's like, yeah, no, like, no. But so we end up running out of time because Caitlin's fallopian tube ends up rupturing. So they like basically have no choice. They have to take her up to surgery. And Archer kind of jumps in and he's like, yeah, we can still do it laparoscopically. Like, you know, we can do it the old school way, but like, we'll, we'll still be able to honor the patient's wishes and like save her life mm-hmm. at the same time. So they go old school, but they end up getting in the middle of the procedure and Archer's pain starts acting up. So he has to have Hannah finish the procedure and like Archer talks her through it. But the one thing I will say, which we've gotten a little bit with med, but like I did kind of like how they would like go from like Hannah and Archer talking about what they're doing to like seeing the view of the procedure. Yeah. I thought that, I mean, it didn't gross me out specifically. I know some people on Twitter were like, I can't watch this. And I was like, it's fine. But I thought that was really cool how we went from like what Hannah was like, like we were in Hannah's shoes as she was looking down the scope. to like, obviously watching them do the procedure i thought that was like a cool you know way to do the scene yeah and you know everything goes fine the caitlin should still be able to have a healthy baby to term eventually you know la 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 everything's fine so out in the hallway and it's like listen like i'm not gonna bug you too much but like i do want to know about your pain and he just again he kind of just blows it off or whatever and he's just she's just like listen like it doesn't necessarily have to be me but like i'm here if you want but like somebody's got to check you out like don't just like keep brushing this under the rug so she leaves and basically he goes around the corner and pops some pills where no one can see him and that's kind of where we leave it and i think it'll be interesting to see like where they really go with like is archer gonna become a version of like an addict or whatever obviously Mm -hmm. given hannah well first of all the way he treated hannah when hannah came back and then hannah now that he and archer or he and he and Hannah have developed this friendship and given her history as an addict. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it'll be really just interesting to see where they go. Yeah. I'm not a fan of like the way that he talks to her and like acts around her. Like if they do end up making it like, you know, how he's liking her like in the future or whatever, like it'll just kind of seem like he was like a kid that just, you know, wanted to torment her and then like liked her you know, and wanted to like pull her pigtails or whatever. But I think it is interesting to see how they dynamically work together and how their storylines are similar in terms of both being an addict. Because I mean, I don't know, I guess we can't really assume, but like this could not be his first addiction to like pain right. pills. So, well, and then obviously it seems like we we still don't really know a ton about archer's son and like mm-hmm. what got him into jail and you know all that like there's still a lot there too yeah. i think it's kind of implied that archer's son is an addict or you know yeah. and that's why he ended up in jail but we don't know that 100 percent right. yet so i yeah i think it'll be really interesting yeah yeah and it's i mean that's interesting how archer like he's gonna help hannah at some point but like first he's like let me get under her skin i feel like he does that with a lot of like the doctors but yeah it's it's definitely interesting how he kind of has that like mentality or something yeah for sure no i think it'll be really interesting to see where they go from here with that storyline and given the fact that next week is like an all archer well 
the promo makes it seem like it's like a very big focus mm-hmm. on Archer and his son and how like again Hannah and Archer have this weird like friendship going on so like how she'll support him through yeah that and I'm I'm really looking forward to it mm-hmm. like I said I've moved into like full Hannah and Archer stands like I'm just like living my best life as an Archer stand never thought I'd say that before this season but here we are yeah here we are but that's it for med. Any last notes on med? I don't think so. But this was a good episode. This was a good episode. Yeah. It was yeah, good. It was Again, good. Aside from the fact that we're losing yet another character. Good episode. Yeah. Good episode. I definitely kept my interest. Oh, like with sure. med, sometimes I'm like, okay, this just is not piquing my interest. But this episode definitely kept my interest. So yeah, yeah. it's a really good, good one. Um, so next up we've got fire. Fire was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Like, I did like the um, Javi, Chloe, you know, crew stuff, mm-hmm. which we'll get there. Like, I thought the Gallo, Mouch, and Ritter stuff with the Carver was fun. But, like, I don't know. We'll kind of get to it in a second. We talk about stuff. Like, I'm kind of, I'm just, like, very much over Fire Cop set ride right now. Yeah. Like, and I, I love know. Fire Cops Everide. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that Stella was his partner through it all. Like, I, I do really enjoy that. But, like, I feel like all we've gotten this season is, like, Fire Cop, Fire Cop, Fire Cop, Fire yeah. Cop, Fire Cop. And I'm just like, can't we do something a little bit? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's what we've gotten the last few seasons. And it's but like not, this year, this I mean, we're six episode. episodes, this year we're six episodes in. And I feel like, has there been any episode? maybe last week's episode or last you know mm-hmm. episode five maybe like the only one that i can think of that like doesn't feature fire cop severide yeah like every episode this year has been like fire cop severide yeah. and it's like i love fire cop severide but like if i wanted it to be every episode i would have just wanted a spin-off of like fire right. cops you know like severide at ofi yeah but well, like one or two episodes this season maybe three well, I would say if four you did, like, two in it. the mids, two, like, you know, between, like, episode, you know, like, in the first half of the season, and mm-hmm. then, like, another two or three in the back half. Like, I can handle that, but when it's, like, six, I mean, like, you're six episodes in, and, like, five, four or five yeah. of your six are fire cop, it's, like, that's a little much. Yeah. And yeah, we know we're getting another say. one, because we just read the descriptions, and, like, yeah. he's gonna go work with Prima on a, you know, explosive case, and it's, like, okay, it's, like, Jesus yeah it's just a yeah lot. that's what that's what i was gonna say is like it would be different if we had like one or two maybe four at the max like in a season spread yeah. out but like right. we're we just keep getting the back to back i'm like okay this point then just go and have him work at ofi like i don't want him yeah. to leave 51 but i mean what's right, if i him, know like, that i want if i show? know i'm going to like sign up for a show that is like like would be like a ofi spinoff right then like i would know that like okay i'm watching this ofi spinoff they're gonna solve an arson every week like yeah. okay cool like that is what i signed up for yeah but that is you know and like i said but we'll get there we'll we'll get there yeah. i just i had throw out like i said i thought this episode was fine yeah it was fine it, it wasn't terrible but it seemed like a filler episode or something like there wasn't any like major developments or anything really it was just like a lot of storylines that maybe felt like it was yeah there was like something. obviously the cruise stuff is like not filler yeah. and then you had a little bit movement maybe on the carver front where like 
they all kind of seem cool and you know yeah. whatever like we're, we're kind of making friends but like that was really it like yeah like those nothing... were really like the only big storylines yeah so. so but speaking so we're gonna start with brett because she has the first episode or first scene of the episode but like this is really i mean like once you kind of really watch the episode and i was like breaking it down for the outline i was like this is barely a storyline yeah like yeah, it was, it was good and i liked one. it but it was like barely it was like two scenes mm-hmm yeah it was just a little line and i wonder if that opening on her paramedicine is like gonna open up for something else but i mean i don't i doubt it i don't know yeah well so basically so it starts off brett and violet are talking and brett's like you know i've got this new opening now on my paramedicine roster like a long-term patient inner remission and it's like great but like obviously now i have this opening so the ambo call of the episode, and this is again kind of where this episode start, you know, the storyline starts and ends. So the ambo call of the episode is a person down, and it just kind of seems like this guy collapsed for no real reason. Um, he's on the sidewalk by himself, nobody really knows him, whatever. He's got this huge gash on his forehead, obviously from probably falling in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, and so they like get him in the ambo and they take him to bed. So he's in the back with Violet and he like wakes up on his way there and he starts freaking out about the fact that he doesn't want to go to the hospital. And so what does he do? He jumps out of the ambo while it's still moving. I was honestly more shocked about the fact that like he didn't get any other like major injuries. Yeah. Like he like jumps out of the ambo and like rolls like obviously lands like on his elbow, you know, lands on rolls and then like the next we see him he's obviously in the alley he's like moved and like all yeah. he does is the gash is a little bit bigger right i was like that is so obviously unrealistic yeah he's like standing up on phase like not even a concussion or anything i'm like okay no broken just... bones like you landed yeah. on your elbow and your, your shoulder and like you're telling me like that's not at least dislocated like i don't know yeah, yeah so unrealistic but Anyway, so they end up finding him. It turns out he basically, like, he had a seizure a month ago. He was taken to the hospital. Ends up having, like, an infection in his brain. And, but in order to really kind of be okay, he has to take this money. Or he has to take this medicine that costs, like, $90 a pill. He doesn't have insurance. So, of course, his hospital visit was out of pocket. Like, he just, he cannot afford to go back. But, of course, Brett's like, listen, like, you just so happened it was your lucky day. Like, I have this open spot on my, you know, program. Like, you know, basically, if you agree to do it, like, your medicine will be covered. And, like, he agrees, of course. And, like, that's literally where the storyline ends. Yeah. It's just, like, I enjoyed it, but, like, I kind of wish they had, like, drawn it out maybe a little bit more. Or, like, I feel like there's something missing. And, like, we're going to obviously, I think, get paramedicine back again mm-hmm. shortly. But it's just, like, there was something missing from this i feel like yeah for sure and i just yeah, feel, I feel like, like this storyline just either could have been drawn out more and maybe a separate episode or like just not been in this one i don't know yeah. it just felt like it was kind of like oh well we'll add this in because we don't really have anything else well, it's like dramatic. it's like oh we have to have an ambo only call this episode mm-hmm. like what are we gonna do okay we'll write it about paramedicine and okay in order to make it work we'll throw in a scene in the beginning and kind of yeah. make it all work that way and like that's it yeah and it kind of just feels like it's kind of what they feel like they're doing with brett all along is like i mean granted it's only been six episodes still but like mm-hmm what are they doing like why haven't we gotten like a big 
Brett. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like, what's like, what are they doing with Brett? Like, what is happening? Like, I just don't know. Yeah, it's like she came back from Morgan. They broke her and Casey up. Okay, fine, but like, then you know she's decided that she's gonna like you know she's not gonna be sad about it anymore. She's gonna like she's still sad, of course, but like she's gonna move on. You know, yeah, start moving forward or whatever. But like, now what? <laughs> yeah, I feel like when like for other seasons six episodes in like we're usually in a good spot like we know our new characters we kind of can see where the like the ogs are moving and i feel like this season across all three shows really like we just don't have that like stability yet and i'm just like again we're six episodes in how are we still kind of struggling to know like where brett's going from here like obviously we don't know like i feel you know, yeah i feel like ahead of time but pd may be a side because pd's arc now is very clear like right. they're going with the yeah. sean you know o'neill stuff or whatever yeah and obviously gonna tie in with like upton and burgess and all that stuff like yeah i don't really know what meds arc, except for maybe the only one i'd say is like archer's son like that's kind of mm-hmm. the only yeah. med arc you're kind of and like obviously croc could be in a hero yeah. Like, that's kind of, like, your only two arcs on Med. But, like, Fire, I don't know what Fire's arcs are, except for Kroger's yeah. Secret, which, like, and obviously now, I guess they're gonna maybe start an arc with, like, Cruz and Javi, and then, like, Violet's mm. Grief. But it's, like, Stellaride's arc is, like, I guess they're happy and married, and, like, Severide's gonna go play Fire Cop. Like, I just, like, yeah. I don't, yeah, I feel like Fire has made it in seasons past, like, very clear, like, okay, for the first nine episodes, this is the arc for this character. You know, these are the kind of the big arcs. And then, of course, you have your, like, episode arcs or whatever. Right. But, like, these are the, ep- you know, and then it's like, okay, you have then the next set of, like, I don't know, seven or eight episodes. And then the final seven or eight episodes yeah. or whatever. But this season, I've like I said, we have Carver's Secret, which we haven't really talked a ton about recently. Mm-hmm. You have, I guess, this new Joe and Chloe one. And then Violet's Grief yeah and it's like well i guess like but then you have like little ones like i guess you like there's like gallo is still technically with the herman's you know mm-hmm. dating herman's niece but it's like we haven't talked about that in a week or two and it's just like yeah i don't know i don't know but yeah I, I, like i said i like the brett storyline it's just like it felt very clear that they just needed an ambo call and that's mm-hmm. kind of why they wrote this yeah i mean it almost feels like they're trying to do like a lot of little ones and i'm like okay that's fine but i'd also really just rather have big ones like just give me i'd all rather the big have ones. like two or three really big ones and then fill in with all the little you know yeah two or three episode ones or whatever yeah i mean this this episode had like what four like storylines i mean yeah. i feel like yeah the brett stuff just got shafted like short under the stick yeah, I mean, really, they didn't need that. Like, they could have just had the three and been done with it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But so then our next storyline, we have Gallo, Mouch, Ritter, Carver, the whole whatever you want to call it. And I will say that the one thing that I didn't know I needed is, like, Mouch, Ritter, and Gallo. Like, that yeah. combo worked so... I mean, obviously, we've seen it in, like, the mentor aspect. Yeah. But, like, in the kind of funny, like, Mouch trying to keep up with, like, Gallo, mm-hmm. Ritter. Like, that was just really funny. I really did yeah. enjoy that. So 
Malch makes a comment to Carver in the locker room about how he's like never at Molly's and Carver's like, you know, I just like to mix it up. Like, eh, what you know, whatever. So Carver leaves and his like locker is like cracked open. So Gallo decides to snoop. But of course, like they don't find anything. They find like deodorant and like clothes and, you know, nothing like important. They like he has mm-hmm. no pictures hanging up in his locker. Like he is still this is our reminder that like Carver is a mystery. Like yeah. nobody just when you think you might know like you don't know yeah you don't know so they're in the common room and carver gets a call from a friend about like some other bar to like go hang out at tomorrow night and like gallo and red are over here and you know they like kind of they're like oh yeah whatever and carver's like yeah it's like a loud rowdy vibe or whatever and match is just like oh no like no 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 he's like that's why i prefer molly's and i was just like <laughs> oh yeah match oh yeah yeah when i saw herman's face of like you know i don't know carver mentioning that like he hangs out at a different bar or whatever all that i thought of was gina's tiktok with with her uh, yeah. like with the sound of like this is my bar or whatever yeah. that's all that i thought of <laughs> that's funny yeah so brett of course ends up like spilling the beans and like gallus snow snooped and but like carver handles it like a champ like he's not yeah. mad he's just like okay cool he's like so i know if my deodorant goes missing like i know who to find like, yeah he just like handles it also i don't know why i love that it was gallo who was the one that snooped because like, it's gallo yeah. like it would be I the know. most gallo thing obviously yeah. if not gallo then mouch but like gallo obviously yeah obviously gallo so gallo mouch and ritter like see carver walk out of shift and like gallo's like hey you know like we should go like hang out where carver hangs out and they're just like yeah no that's a bad idea and you know and gallo's like no 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 listen he's like carver might feel like we don't really want him around like how much could it hurt to like make an effort and honestly at first i was like you know gallo that's kind of like a good idea like i was like that's like a you being the bigger person i was like i can okay gallo like okay and then it all like turns to shit because (laughs) they go to this bar and it is definitely loud definitely loud and they show up and they see carver talking to some girl and you know mouch is like or they're like yeah maybe we should leave like carver's like looks like he's on a date so but carver sees him though and he like insists he's like no no i'm not on a date he's like come meet some of my buddies and, like, he gets stopped by whoever that girl is, her boyfriend. And, like, basically, Carver and that guy end up in a fist fight. And, like, Mouch and Gallo and Ritter try to, like, break it up. But, of course, they end up kind of, like, bruised and battered and broken. And, like, yeah. next shift, they're, like, beaten up. And I thought it was so funny because, like, everyone just knows that, like, it has to do with Carver. Because, mm-hmm. like, Stella's like, oh, it looks like you guys have been hanging around with Carver. Like, you know, it's just, like... Everyone just knows that kind of like, yeah, yeah, if you hang out with Carver, you might get beaten up a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. But even Carver acts like it's not like a big deal. And he's just like, okay, so when is, you know, tomorrow night, Molly's 8 p.m.? Okay, cool. Like, but like, even again, like, it's like, that was a fine storyline. It was fun. And like, we kind of have some glimpse into Carver's life being chaotic which we already kind of knew but like and it seems like he's making a gonna be making a better effort to like fit in and be friends with everyone else but it's like this storyline also could have been gone and i would have been like okay yeah it's just kind of like 
I don't know. We got more of like an insight to him, but not completely. But even then, it's like the insight is what like he still has a secret, and like when he goes out, he's just like he likes to go to loud bars and like get yeah. into fist fights. And he goes to a different bar and like just doesn't. I mean, yeah, like it just. It's like we learned a little bit, but more. not really. Yeah. And it's just like okay, like uh, I don't yeah. get it. I don't. I, I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. And like I, what you were talking about earlier. Okay, so then we have Stellaride, and it's like again, I liked Ste- I liked seeing Stella work with Severide. I'm not gonna say mm-hmm. I didn't. I really did. But again, it's like, did we need yet another episode of them playing fire of him playing fire cop? Yeah, not really. We did not. No, we did not. Not really. We didn't. And and I liked how it was more so like Stella kind of helping him and like kind yeah. of figuring this out in a way. But I was also like, again, though, why is it separate? Like we could have had Stella and Van Meter. Like, right. Yeah, I don't know. It just, I liked seeing him take charge at the call. And I've noticed that this season, like with Casey kind of being gone, like he's stepped up. I mean, obviously Stella's the lieutenant, like for, uh, 81 and everything but like he's kind of stepped up and like commanding the scene like Casey did. Yeah when Bowden's not there yeah. Yeah but I mean other than that like I didn't really need the fire cop stuff No, I just didn't. No it's just like again it was good when we were only getting it every now and then but now that we have too much I'm kind of just like eh. Yeah. Like I'm just kind of over it. It's like they saw that like Severide like really shines in that and then the writers are just like here like let's just keep giving up them that and it's like but we don't want that all the time like we yeah every now and then it's fine yeah so we start out and all of 51 gets called to this like jewelry shop and like they see you know obviously there's a fire going on but there's like a bunch of people picking up like diamonds from the sidewalk and just like you get a diamond and you get a diamond and you whatever there's like diamonds everywhere all these looters are taking them whatever so they all go in they get the one victim gene out and they end up having to take him to the hospital but the owner of the store shows up which by the way side note have you seen friday night lights only a few episodes not like binging up okay so then this didn't mean anything but but i knew i knew the actor because he was in the rookie and like i've known him from oh yeah he was in the rookie yeah but like i I never watched friday night lights enough to know like how this like how, his how he fits into was. it yeah oh man like so Derek phillips is the actor he played billy riggins on friday night lights and i was just like every time i see him in something i'm just like it makes me a want to rewatch friday night lights which jennifer i don't know why you haven't watched it because really good really good um and obviously it's fun to see like a young michael b jordan before he was michael b jordan <laughs> yeah. um that's really fun but it's just it's so good but i every time he just shows up in something i'm just like I just love him. Like, I just, I do. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that was really fun to see. But so the owner then shows up and he is pissed. He's like, but he's not pissed about the fact that like looters were robbing him or, you know, whatever, like picking all his diamonds up. He was pissed about the fact that like the fire department is like ruining his store and that they're like doing their jobs and putting out the fire. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, stop. He's like, you're just water damaging it. And they're just like, yeah to put out the fire like i don't under- yeah he's like mad about like 
basically the fire department were winning this story. Didn't Herman like say some snarky line or something of like, yeah, like if you want it like up in flames again or something. Yeah. And he's basically just like, no good deed goes like obviously like you're trying to do a good thing and you still get punished for it. Like yeah. no good deed goes unpunished. So we're back at 51 and Van Meter stops by and he's just like, listen, he's like, I don't think and my gut is telling me that this case is not like simple. Because at first, like, Severide's like, you know, well, I think it's just obviously that, like, with the chemical, whatever machine they used to clean the jewels, like, you know, the chemical was put in and it was, like, an explosion from that. Like, that's what they think it is. But Van Meter, like I said, doesn't think it's, like, that cut and dry. So he brings by, like, some of the security glass and he's just like, listen, he was like, it's so thick that only, like, a real detonation would have caused it to shatter. Like, sparks aren't going to just make this all shatter. And he's just like, he was like, this wasn't someone misreading the label on a bottle of cleaning solution. He was like, this blast was intentional. So Severide and Van Meter go visit Gene in the hospital. And Gene is like, listen, he's like, I was the only one in the store. I came in early that morning. He's like, but I wasn't using the tank. And he's like, listen, he was like, the owner brought in a huge shipment of diamonds. Um, And he's like, I took him out on the safe that morning and laid him on the bench in the workshop. But, you know. That's really all I have, you know, that's all I know. So, of course, like, Seeger's out. We get lots of Seeger mentions in this episode. They're, like, very mm-hmm. much want to remind us that, like, Seeger is in FOFI. She's just not here yeah. this week. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, Seeger's out. I mean, there's like, Severide, do you want to help me? And he's like, eh, sure. Why not? Doesn't he have to ask Bowden this time around? No. He just does. He he's just like, does. what else do I have to do? Nothing. Yeah, he's like, I'll help you solve this arson. Which- I feel so bad, like, for Cruz when when Severide goes over to OFI. Because I'm like, Cruz is literally, like, stepping up to do a lieutenant's job. It's not a lieutenant. And Severide just goes off and plays fire cop, like, yeah. whenever he feels fit. He's like, not getting paid like a lieutenant yeah. either. Because obviously he's not a lieutenant, but he's doing the lieutenant's work. Yeah. At this so point, like, yeah, Cruz should just take his lieutenant's test. Yeah. At this point. So... We're back in the quarters and Severide's like going over his plan with Stella and she's like, yeah, let me give you a hand. Like, that sounds fun. And they're talking or whatever. And Kylie interrupts and he's like, listen, Bowden wants to see everyone in the briefing room. And so they go in there and apparently the owner of the store is going to come after CFD with the lawyers, which again, not surprised considering the way that he acted when Mm -hmm. he saw the state of his store. But basically Bowden is like, listen, I need reports from you guys, you know, yada, 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 the whole works. So Stellaride goes to question the owner and he is not having any of it. He is like, I had nothing to do with the explosion. I was at the dentist when it all occurred. Um, he's like, we're, we're not, we're not, that's not happening. So they go back to the store and they start digging. And at that point, they think they're like looking for loose stones. They're like trying to find mm-hmm. these diamonds that are missing. Obviously some of them got away from the looters, but like, there's still like a bunch of them missing and yeah so they don't find any loose stones but stella does find a timer and so they're assuming that like okay well if he set a timer then that's what would have given him time to go set off the explosion and then still make it to the dentist and like cover his tracks so then we're back at ofi and they're going over again what they found with van meter and like some random investigator whoever this girl is 
tells them they're like oh yeah well the timer basically like we did all this stuff and the timer realized that the timer couldn't have been set like five minutes before the blast which means this owner could not have been the one that like had anything to do with the explosion and the only person who was there at the store at that time was gene and so they're like okay well gene's the only one who could have possibly set the timer so like if that's the case though like where did the diamonds go and I love how Stella was like, I don't like this. She's like, I just want answers, not opening to questions. And it's like, well, welcome to OFI. Like, that is what happens. You get more yeah. questions than answers. So they're back at 51 and Kylie tells Stella, they're like, oh, yeah, Gene called. Like, he's been released from med and, like, he's stopping by to say thank you. And Severide's like, no, no, no. Like, that's not why he's stopping by. So they basically end up, like, finding out, like, that Gene, when he was in the hospital or going to the hospital, he like hid the diamonds in the ambulance. So like literally the diamonds were right under their nose the whole time. Um, And then basically we end and like, there's no real conclusion. We basically just get like this stellar I'd make out, which like, it's really insignificant in the grand scheme of things, but I have to pull the clip yeah. because it's really good. You're a great partner. Better, better partner. You're an amazing partner. You're the best partner. Damn right. And it's like, again, I love how, like, this whole time Stella's been, like, not, I wouldn't say jealous of Seeger, but definitely has, like, her insecurities about Seeger and Severide yeah. working so close together. And I love how, at this point, it just kind of came out. And she's like, listen, like, I just need you to tell me that I'm better than Seeger. Like, mm-hmm. and he's just like, you are great. And she's like, no, I better. I need to hear that I am better than her. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was cute. Like, I, I did kind of like how that ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I listen, I wouldn't be mad if they do a few more fire cop storylines, like of the two of them together, they could be fire cop duo, but like, yeah, I don't know. There's just so much more that they could do with like yeah. their lieutenant stuff that And it's like I don't like, want to complain about obviously having like happy mel- happy married stellaride because mm-hmm. I want happy married stellaride. And yeah. I get they're obviously lacking because they can't right this second have like drama between them. And like they're married. You can't just right. have them like break up anymore. Like I get it. But it's also like you got to come up with you can't just then rely on like fire cop. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. But we know we we're already getting one more instance of it in this first half of the season. So. Yeah. Because it just like it just gets tiring. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Over it for now. Bring it back yeah. in like, I don't know. Like episode 16. Sure. Bring it back in like 10 episodes. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. like 10 episodes. Then I'll be yeah. ready for it. Yeah. So last up on fire, we have Joe and Chloe and Javi. And this is, I mean, the ending aside, this is like the best storyline of the night for sure. It is. I mean, yeah, the ending just kind of made yeah, me mad. But yeah. But yeah. It was so, a good storyline. Yes. So Chloe, who obviously we love when Kristen comes back because we love her, shows up to Firehouse 51, you know, with good news. She's like, they got in contact with Javi's family in Honduras. Finally, like, he has no parents. His uncle doesn't want custody. Like, basically, they can officially finally adopt him, which, like, thank God. Mm-hmm. We need Javi to be a permanent. Like, we need it to be Javi Cruz. We just, like, we need it. Yeah. 
need it. So Joe asks Herman to write him a character reference for the adoption application. And, you know, Herman's like, are you sure I'm your guy? Like, she's like, you know, writing is in my strong suit. And Joe's just like, listen, like, who cares? He's like, you're the one who convinced me that I would love being a father. And you were right. And you're the best that I know. And I was just like. Herman is definitely the guy. Like, come on. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So Joe comes home after shift and the whole family's there. And. Oh, the whole Cruz family, I should say. And Javi asked Joe if he could call him dad. And I was just, like, literally sobbing. I was like, this is all we've ever wanted. Like, oh, my God. And he was just, like, so happy. Like, and so nonchalant about it. Like, it wasn't a big deal to him. No. But it, it was also, kept like, throwing it was Cruz big, off. It was, like, it was a big deal, not necessarily to him, but, like, it was a big deal to Joe. And I was just like, yeah. oh, my God, the tears. Well, even, like, Chloe's face, like, looking at Joe, and, oh, my gosh, it was just so good. I love how, like, they had baby Otis. Yeah. And, like, you know, they were, they were happy with just the three of them, like, you know, they were going to watch this baby grow up, but then, like, they got Javi, and it was, like, okay, so not only do they have a new baby, but, like, they also have, like, an eight, nine-year-old kid that, yeah, you know, has lost literally everyone in his life, so. I just. So then the girl from the adoption agency comes and, like, meets with Joe and Chloe. And, like, it seems like it's going okay so far. But then she asks about Leon. Which, like, we haven't heard about Leon in forever. And now I'm kind of like, okay, well, if Leon's going to ruin it, like, he can just go back in his, like, Mm -hmm. hole. And I didn't realize he was even back in Chicago. I thought he was still in Florida or wherever he was. And I think he'd be back to Chicago. I mean, like, he came back and visited that one time. But that was just a visit, I thought. Yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff with Leon has happened in the white space too. And it was just like all brought up in this episode. But yeah, when this was brought up, I was like, okay, I kind of don't want this now. Like I still want that adoption, but like, if this is going to hold it up, then why does he need to be adopted? Like we could just, you know, have it. Like they obviously bring up Leon and specifically like his history with the gang, but Mm -hmm. like, my thing is, so, they, like, she talks about how, you know, like, in 2012, he was, like, an affiliated. And then she's, like, but in 2014, he was active. Okay, but in 2014, it is now 2022. Right. And, like, if you looked, and I feel like wherever she found that information or how she got that information, I'm sure she probably could have found out that, like, again, and, like, Cruz says, like, in 2014, that was when he was working, you know, going back in to help solve a murder, with yeah. the help like he was cooperating with the police like he wasn't back in i just i don't understand and again yeah. that was eight years ago it's not like you said oh man he was active like six months ago and like right. did that even like eight months ago or eight years ago and i understand like yeah. she, you know she even hands him back the application she's like listen revise it include everything about leon and she's like we you know we just can't approve parents who might put javi in close contact with the gang members i get that that part I understand. I just, I feel like if she had done like maybe just a little more research, she would have yeah. figured out that like it's not a problem. Well, and I also feel like it would have been different. I mean, maybe he did at one point. If Leon had lived with Chloe and Joe and like there was a possibility that he could come back and live with them mm-hmm. and still be in the gang and like rope Javi into it. But like if he's been in Florida and like he's got an address there, 
or and he's he now even if he's Chicago. now back in Chicago, like he's not living yeah. with them. Yeah. So like, why? I mean, I get it. Like, yes, it does matter. Like your extended family like affects you, but also yeah. like, it's not like Joe's not there. I don't know. It just yeah, it seemed weird, and I was just kind of like, okay, why can't we just have one? good happy storyline where like someone can just adopt a kid and there not be any like trauma yeah yeah but also like we've seen it where they get to adopt them and then like someone comes and you know they didn't know about the kid or like they want custody now and I'm just like okay we have confirmation that the uncle doesn't want custody but like do we know that there's not an aunt living out there somewhere or like a cousin that doesn't want custody because I don't really want Javi to get adopted and then someone else comes out of the woodwork and they're like, oh, well, we want custody. And then it's like the Louie stuff all over again. Or Michaela. Well, yeah. Michaela ended up working out, but like still. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like, and so that was going to be my next question is like, obviously a lot of people on Twitter are like, so is this going to end up like Louie again? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, is this going to end up good or not? And I'm curious, what do you think? Like, are, know, they gonna like, able, are they going to be able to adopt Javi or no? I feel like they're not only because they made it so like made such a big deal with this gang stuff that I feel like that's just going to kind of come into play. But also, I don't know. I, I noticed like with pregnancies and stuff on these shows, like they the pregnancies that work out and are successful are with the women the female characters who aren't like regular so like you know um so I feel like it could very well work out uh just because we don't see the Cruz family as much but I don't know I'm not I'm not holding my breath like this season has been a lot I don't know if they resolve it like right away like Mm -hmm. but I do Whole, I I do think they will. I I would if they really go there again with another adoption that doesn't work out. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be livid. Well, and especially like, okay, if they do that with another adoption, then why keep bringing adoption stories into it? Because yeah. you're not showing like a happy one. I mean, not right. all adoptions end up like a huge custody battle or anything. Like right. that's my thing with pregnancy storylines too. I'm like at some point show us a good pregnancy like a full term pregnancy or something because it's not all of life is like this right like someone can go be a firefighter and like Mm -hmm. take maternity leave and because she wants to get pregnant like take maternity leave and like still come back on the job and like be a mother and be fine yeah it can happen or like be a doctor or be you know on the police force, whatever like you can do that and like still work it you know it is possible. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, yeah. I don't know. We, I mean, we just need some kind of happiness on this show or on yeah, these shows. For sure. And like, basically, this episode ends. I mean, Joe's like struggling kind of to work on the application again. And like, Javi comes in to say goodnight and he says, you know, like, goodnight, dad. And like, the look on Joe and Chloe's faces. And I feel like it's just them being like, okay, no, like, we're going to fight for this. Like, mm-hmm. this is what makes us happy. And like, we're going to fight for this so yeah but yeah i mean and that's fire like that is again like again it was fine like there was nothing here that i was like i hate this this sucks but like it was just like it was fine yeah 
yeah, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is my favorite episode of the season, but I was also like, well, this was better than a few of the other episodes that we've had. So it was just fine. Was yeah. Fine. And so last up, we've got PD, stretch it out because this was this it was, was a good episode. It was really it was really good, but it was really mm-hmm. hard to watch too. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot that happened within like the first what 10 minutes it's all before the first like commercial break yeah so this episode starts and we kick off and we've got kevin talking to jordan which like again throwback when are we gonna ever see jordan again like never mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen and they're like talking about vanessa coming to visit and i'm like okay yeah. we've gotten at least a couple jordan references here and there but like when was the last time we got a vanessa reference a long time ago like a long seasons ago mm-hmm and, like, we also get, like, apartment complex talk. He's, like, it's so funny to me because it's just, like, he's, like, yeah. He's, like, I got a few units ready, but, like, those are Section 8. Ref-. And I was just, like, because I work, obviously, in, like, rentals. And I was just, like, yeah. I was just dying. I was, like, oh, man. I was, like, Jesus yeah. Christ, Kevin. I was, like, turn away. You don't know what you're getting to yourself in. But that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. But that's a different story. I but, honestly forgot that he had that apartment. Yeah. He and Will should have been bonding last year about the fact that they yeah. moved into apartment buildings, but they yeah. don't have that bond anymore. No. No. Oh, poor Will. Yeah. Poor went out for Will's apartment building. <laughs> so Kevin has to hang up with Jordan, though, because he's, like, late to meet Platt, you know, because Platt asked him to do his, like, mentor teaching session whatever Haley bailed last minute he was not supposed to be there but Haley bailed last minute so he's talking to this group of patrol officers who are young and like wound up or whatever and like Torres is there which I didn't think Torres was gonna be there at first but he is and we get this monologue from Kevin yeah you feel that tension anxiety I felt it as soon as I walked in the room, but you feel it a lot more when you stand like this, don't you? That's what half this job is about. Reading that. Reading the room when you walk in. Reading the car when you pull it over. Feeling violence. That just happened to violence that's on the way. Feeling tension and anxiety in the air. It's okay there's a little tension around here right now, but you acknowledge that here. You feel it here, and then you leave it. Everybody take a breath. Leave. Don't take that out there on the street with you. Because it's gonna be hard as hell for you to read the air when you need to. So, instead, when you walk out of this room, take your empathy with you. Right? Empathy is what you take out there on the streets. Empathy is where it starts. And empathy is what we're going to be talking about today. Whatever the hell that is. So let's get these desks back in order. And if y'all got any questions, we can start with that. Go ahead, Sanchez. And the thing that I loved about this, first of all, I just love how, like, I love Mentor Kevin. Like, I just, I do. Mentor Kevin is the best. And I love how this kind of, like, honestly, though, foreshadowed the episode a little bit. Like, clearly, it was going to be that, like, Kevin was going to have, he's talking about preaching about empathy and, like, walking out of here, like, you know, breathing and like all recognizing yeah. everything whatever walking out with empathy but like and he knew that he was gonna have to like it's like obviously foreshadows that like that's what he's gonna have to do throughout the rest of the episode mm-hmm. 
And I, I really like kind of the way they did that. Like, it was like, okay, he's talking about this and obviously it's going to play a big part throughout how he handles everything throughout yeah. the, rest of the episode. Um, but yeah, so I like that part. I loved like his speech too. I felt like that was a lot of LaRoy's talking. Oh yeah. Um, and I was just trying to find it because I thought I saw it on Twitter last night that like Wolf or NBC One Chicago, someone was tweeting about how like Ike Smith had wrote it, but then like the director had like, I don't know, put the put the words to the screen or something. And I was like, oh, but like, I still wonder if LaRoy's had like any kind of thing to do with that but i was trying to see now you have me like going back on the because i feel like if it's anywhere it was gonna be on the wolf yeah and i was looking on there and the one chicago one and didn't see anything but i thought i remember seeing it last night oh now i don't see it yeah i mean of course like there's all this law and order stuff before or now but yeah i don't know i don't see it but anyway so then we get so towards and Atwater are on their way back to the 21st and they get this call for an armed carjacking in progress. So or in progress. So Kevin goes after the car that has one of the victims in it and Torres like stays with the other victim. So Kevin finds the one victim lying on the street and he's just like worrying about his mom and the victim doesn't end up making it but intelligence rolls up like you're like okay you know they go through all their whole how they normally start a case like put a bowl hello on the vehicle like start pulling security cam footage you know the whole shebang and Voight asks Haley about Sean and she's like you know I I know I've seen him with all these like kids you know the whole time she's like but I don't really still have anything concrete she's like I want to move and start looping in everyone else and Voight's like no 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 he's like I just I think at this point it's like best to keep it between the two of them and I'm like that's just not that's gonna I don't know what that spells it sounds like a disaster mm-hmm. but like that does not given their track record of when they keep things yeah. secret between the two of them like I don't think so. I was like, when has that ever worked out well for you in the past? Like specifically Voight and Haley. And Voight and Haley together. Yeah. Yeah. And without someone to pull them back and make them, you know, be like, listen, this is not the way that we should go about things. Yeah. No. And even like I said, like we were talking about earlier, like the connect how we feel like PD is a little more balanced and that like at least we're getting some continuity between like the episodes like yeah again sean and that whole thing was not the focus of this episode right but like we at least got something like hey it's on Haley's mind clearly still like it's in the back of her brain like she and voight are working behind the scenes on trying to find information on mm-hmm. sean like again i don't need it to be like every episode about sean i just need to know right. that like it's still ha- like last week's episode yeah. still exists in this week's reality. Yeah. Yep. And so this one scene, I was like, okay, like we're good. And then it'll continue obviously. Cause we know next week, like the next few episodes are all about like the Sean stuff. So mm-hmm. it just like was enough to tide me over to be like, okay, it still exists. Yeah. And then we can move on. So we have, again, we're all trying to figure out just like, what's going on you know get all information burzik goes to the gas station where the car was like initially jacked and like they talk to the attendant but she is literally no help whatsoever no and so she like points them across the street to you know apparently whoever works across the street like has like a lot of security cameras so they start going through the footage um and torres found not from that camera specifically but from like a traffic light a few minutes 
you know, a block away, like a few minutes before the carjacking, that like two of the fenders got out of this car and the car was registered to an Andrew Chafee, Chaffee, Chafee, whatever. So Adam and Kevin go to his address and basically they find some kids. I mean, I use that term loosely because two of them are kids. The other one's not, but like they're 20s, what, whatever you want to call them, kids. And they're like in the alley having a confrontation. So when they see the police roll up, like they split up. And so then Kevin and Adam end up splitting up. So Adam chases one of them. Kevin is chasing the other two. And Kevin ends up cornering the two of them, like two, two that he was chasing. And one of the guys, Johnny, he just keeps saying, he's like, I didn't do anything. He's like, I didn't do anything. He's like, I swear I didn't do anything. While the other guy pulls out his phone and starts recording. And this guy just keeps egging this Johnny kid on. He just keeps egging him and egging him while Kevin is trying to like de-escalate the situation. And Johnny starts freaking out and he ends up going for Kevin's gun and Kevin shoots him in the stomach, which is really hard to watch. Yeah. And the other guy who recorded it ends up like getting away. Um, And especially not even just like the shot itself is hard to watch, but like Kevin's reaction to him shooting Mm -hmm. this kid is like really hard to watch because he is truly just like freaking out. Yeah. So Floyd rolls up on the scene and he's like, listen, it turns out that Johnny was actually Andrew Chafee's son. So that's how that connection all starts. And basically Kevin has to talk to IRT, but like, even watching that scene like kevin is just so understandably shaken by what happened like mm-hmm. he's barely even getting out like what he went through like he calls them you know a kid when he was they're supposed to refer to them as offenders and like all yeah. just going through all the things he's just clearly going through the motions because he has like he can't even really register like what just happened yeah so we're back in the bullpen intelligence has no idea who these two that got away are like none whatsoever but Chief O'Neill comes up and he's like asked to speak to Kevin in Boyd's office and basically Johnny just passed away at med and O'Neill just is like listen like the family is already you know called a press conference because they have like they're like hot I don't want to say they're super high up but they like have political ties yeah you know they're like well known for sure in the community so they've like already called a press conference and they're basically ready to claim that the death was due to like CPD incompetence. So Kevin is watching the press conference from the Jaffees and Voight pulls him away. He's like, Kevin, you did nothing wrong. He's like, we all know that. And Kevin's like, listen, like you, it doesn't matter what you know. Like we both know that. Like it does not matter. Like, you know, what, what matters is like the fact that we don't have any evidence. We don't have any witness. So they walk into the bullpen and again, still no IDs on these other two carjackers until Adam finally finds like some, uh, some, stuff out about the one that he was chasing um his kid or that kid was kim wong who was expelled the year prior but basically up until then was in every class with johnny so he and johnny are friends and so we like slowly start building out like how this all ties together and so they roll up on cam's last known as you know last known address he flees in the same bmw from earlier but he and so basically kevin and adam start chasing him behind them in their his their car but he is driving, Cam is driving so crazy that Kevin just, like, finally calls the chase. Yeah. And Adam's like, no, like, we have to go after him. Like, you need this. And Kevin's like, no, no, no. Like, this is not worth it. Like, we're calling it. 
And so they call it, they stop, they pull back or whatever. But like Cam is driving so crazy that Nini won't stop that he ends up going off the bridge and crashing. Which, yeah. Mm. So, and of course, like at this point, too. Um, oh, Cam is still alive, but like obviously, like when you crash off yeah. the way, like a you know, off a bridge down and you like land straight up like you ain't surviving it that yeah i mean the car flipped over like yeah yeah, no at the end yeah so they go back to the 21st and kevin ends up being confronted by the chafees and like the dad is going you know all gung-ho he's threatening to go after and basically destroy kevin and his career but the mom just she's so in her she just wants to know like what her son's last words were that's like what she keeps repeating but Kevin just, you know, unfortunately doesn't really say anything. It just kind of, like, walks away. Because he knows that, like, basically whatever he says is not going to do anything in this moment. So Chief O'Neill, Kevin, Voight, and Platt, they all go up and they meet in Voight's office. And basically they find out, like, the guy who leaked the info to the Chafees has, like, been fired. Like, he... I think they're supposed to imply because they say they call it like PPO Sanchez. And I think mm-hmm. Sanchez was the guy from the first scene. Yeah. Is how what I took it, I guess. I would assume that's why they make a point to say that. I mean, I guess there could be another officer named Sanchez. I'm but sure, I think, but like. But I think they called them PPOs in that first scene. Yeah. So. But anyway, so he's been fired. He's no longer there, but. O'Neill tells Kevin that, like, the Chafees aren't, they're not going to stop coming for him. Like, you know, and, like, the superintendent and the mayor, like, want to avoid, you know, a big media firestorm or whatever. And then we get this. Officer Atwater, uh, I need to speak with you. And if you would rather that we talk, just you and I. No. I'm happy to talk right here. The Chaffees, they're not going to stop coming. So the superintendent and the mayor would like to avoid the media firestorm that Chaffee's money will bring in courtroom drama. And given the lack of evidence tying their son to this crime. Sir, just come out with it if you're telling me that the CPD is going to leave me out here to draft. I offered them a solution. And the case for sympathetic reflex is corroborated by the evidence. It would also be corroborated by COPA. Okay, sympathetic reflex. So you want me to say that I accidentally shot the kid, that my body betrayed me. Well, sympathetic reflex can be proven by science, right? It would allow CPD to back you. You wouldn't lose your job. It's the best way that I can protect you. No, I don't need protection. Kevin, Chaffee's- Trudy. I'm listening to everything that you all are saying, and I hear you. But what they're claiming this shoot was, a bad cop killing an unarmed kid, is not it, and it is not sympathetic reflex. It's sad. And I don't want that to be the truth just as much as anybody else, but that is what happened. You got your answer. I, like... First of all, I just the race in every scene in this episode just like yeah plays. I mean mm-hmm. he does. The thing though, and this kind of goes to my bigger point. If I had like to pick a complaint about this episode, 
is that as much as LaRoyce kills it and as much, first of all, I mean, Kevin Atwater, best man I know. Like, I just yeah. love Kevin Atwater. LaRoyce always kills it. My biggest problem with Kevin episodes is I feel like they still give us versions of the same thing every time. Yes. Like, that was it one all has to do with some version of him being, you know, a black cop and, you know, killing you know innocent victim like it all has to do kind of the same stereotypical storyline and even this storyline in particular like how many times does kevin have to get accused of murder like it's literally almost in a different perspective like kind of a version of what he went through on justice yeah yeah no that was my thing last night like i tweeted that out and i was like we're just recycling storylines at this point like Kevin continues to get accused for murder and like, you know, it's his race being used and all that, like, which, okay. Yes. Like bring those lines, those storylines up because they are relevant, but like, it's not even just the Kevin stuff. Like it's Adam and it's Kim and Haley. All these storylines continue to get recycled. And I mean, if they want to recycle them, fine, but like at least change up the characters that are being used. Well, and I actually, I feel like, I feel like to some extent, like, Yes, you do see recycled storylines for Haley and um, Berzik, but especially Berzik, more with their relationship than anything. But, like, I feel like even they at least get, like, it's not exactly the same. It's not, like, I mean, Haley has, like, maybe the same idea of, like, okay, yeah, she gets really involved with cases, you know, with victims or whatever. Like, when she Mm -hmm. gets involved, she's, like, involved. But, like, even then, like, they've all been, like, slightly different yeah yeah like, no they definitely like lean heavily on like and, like or at least they feel different when you're watching it like these just mm-hmm. feel the same and yeah. it's like again like listening to you know this whole thing about like the fact that like in this scene in particular why i brought it up in this moment like you know with kevin talking about how the cpd isn't gonna back him or whatever and him basically like calling out the cpd like we see it all kevin does this all the time like he calls out the Mm -hmm. season because he's the only black character on the show right we've seen it time and time again like i've seen it and again not saying that it's not important not saying that but it's like this we already knew that kevin atwater was this good man who was gonna do Mm -hmm. this and like you know wasn't gonna just let him the cpd like cover for him or whatever like he knew what he did was right like it sucked and like you said he's like it's sad he's like and i don't want that to be the truth but like that's what happened yeah and i just i don't know something about it again like i said the race killed it but i just i just wish they would write a different story for kevin yeah well i mean this even kind of like i don't know like the kelly severite fire cop stuff kind of goes along with this like how many times are we going to continue to do this storyline where it's like the same thing over and over before literally everyone gets sick of it i mean it just yeah yeah, it just seems like every kevin-centric episode has got this storyline in some way in it well it has to tie in with him being a black cop right and i get it that is a big part of his identity he is a black cop but it doesn't need to be every storyline that he gets right it just doesn't and it doesn't need to go so far as like accusing him of murder. Like it just right. doesn't. Yeah. We like 
where is Kevin's storyline where he just gets really involved? Like he, where he has like basically a Haley storyline where like yeah. Haley gets super involved. You know, she comes across like a terrible case and just gets super involved and like won't stop fighting for justice until they find, you know, who killed the victim or whatever. Like right. where is Kevin's version of that? Yeah. Or like he mentors someone. I mean, that beginning scene where he was like mentoring those rookies. Love to that. I would love yeah. to see more of that. Like, or like for Kevin, for literally anyone. Is more like you, obviously we just had a mention of Jordan and Vanessa. Like where is like mm-hmm. a more personal thing with that? Even his apartment complex. It's like, where is something to do? You There could have been a crime there. Like you could have. Yeah. And done something with that. I mean, obviously, don't even get me started on Kevin's love life. We're not even going that route. Like, yeah, I mean, we don't even then, like when they did his love life last year, it had to do with the fact that he's a black cop. It's like, yeah, obviously it is. It is a huge part of who he is, but it doesn't need to be every episode that we get. It just right. doesn't. Yeah. And because again, you don't see Haley's past being brought up in every single episode or like her child like her family history like no you don't see that so yeah i don't know i mean the recycling of storylines and just like using them and traumatizing characters and all that like it's just getting old to this point like even when kevin was like processing those two deaths i was like that's traumatizing for him Mm -hmm. now granted like he sees that that's part of the job and everything but like but, but he even makes a comment. But even time. the thing is, he makes the comment to Boyd about he's like, man, two of these in one day, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like one of them in one day is hard enough to swallow. Yeah. The and then the second one, where like your gun literally goes off and like shoots the kid, like, oh my god, that's right. just you a lot. basically were part of the cause of like why this guy yeah. was shot and ended up dying, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like PD just has to find a way to traumatize like all the characters whether it's like traumatic traumatic or like you know just something that they see on the job like and I get it it's drama and they're police officers and like that's what you know they go through or whatever but I'm like okay this is just a lot at this point yeah so and like Kevin even said he's basically like he's like I'm not benching am I in O'Neill's like no and so he goes straight back to work he is like committed he is you know that he did not do it he is ready to find out the guy who did so they still don't have an ID on that one kid and basically Kevin realizes though like he makes the comment or he finally puts it together he's like listen he's like when Jordan was um when Jordan was a kid like he didn't want cash he wanted just gifts so basically he figures out that like they were looking for cash transactions they should have been looking for gifts so they finally ID the ID, ID the guy, and his name is Oscar Boyd. So they roll up to Oscar's chop shop. They find him, of course, don't find the phone with the video on it. So they bring him in for questioning, and the guy just like he's like basically running the show. He's like, "This is my stage." He's like, "I'm gonna blackmail Voight and Kevin." And I was like, "Dude, I was like, you're messing with the wrong people." Like, yeah. I was like that. I mean, obviously, you don't you can't like extort an officer, but like, still. And like, you don't really want to try and blackmail Voight. Like, you no. just don't. Yeah. But yeah. then the thing is, so like, they can't find the phone. They like search his apartment, search you know all these things, and like, Voight is ready to make the deal. Mm-hmm. Boyd's like oh okay whatever he's like I guess we gotta make the deal and Kevin's like oh no 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 hold up he's like we are not no 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 this is we do not cooperate with criminals like no yeah. so 
And they decide to send Torres undercover into the holding cell with Oscar to try to see if they can, like, make him, like, come clean about where the phone might be. And I, okay, something else I was thinking about, I'll make a little rookie comparison. So, does Torres, first of all, loved every time Torres goes undercover. I, like, love this little, like, side plot of, like, Torres being the guy that goes undercover. But, like, it just gives me such Lucy Chen vibes. Really? Torres, I just, I feel like Torres... Which obviously intelligence is his like special unit. So like yeah. it's not like he's gonna go undercover for narcotics or whatever. Right. It's a little different than like Lucy's situation. But he just seems to like enjoy it and like is eager to do it every time he gets the chance. Yeah. And like in that regard, because obviously Lucy just went to undercover school and whatever. Mm-hmm. Not that Torres and Lucy are the same character because they're not, but right. when it comes to their enthusiasm yeah. over going undercover. I'm just like I could kind of see a similarity in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Lucy because she goes undercover in Sunday's episode, like this Sunday, right. um, and she's even kind of like, yeah, like I'll go undercover. Um, I mean, they they ask her to, and she's like cool with it or whatever. I feel like Torres, he's still so new, so he's like, yeah, let me just like do it. Like I just got to prove myself. But it seems like so natural it. for him. But yeah, like yeah. he just like rolling. He's like they're like getting him ready to go undercover or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah he's like i'm too clean he's like he's like he knows and so then yeah. he comes in and like the next we see of him he's like got the scrape or whatever like they like yeah. have him already like and he just plays the part so well and i'm like dude mm-hmm. did you go to school for acting because like Torres is like he's so good at it right yeah I don't I'm like I'm really loving Torres I love him and I just I want more of his like I just want more Torres and I know we're probably not going to get it until like yeah next year which sounds crazy but like 2023 like January yeah and like Torres has already kind of went undercover a few times this season that's what I'm saying yeah that's what I'm yeah. saying. And even last year when they brought him up, like he literally, I mean, his first episode last season, he like mm-hmm. went undercover. Yeah. Like, so yeah, just like, no. he's good at it and he seems to be enthusiastic about doing it and like something he knows, like clearly that's a strength of his. And yeah. I don't know, something about that just gave me like, or reminded me of Lucy. I never really thought of that. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I said, they're not the same character by any means, right. but just in terms right. of the undercover part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I just like said for whatever reason it made me think of her. Okay, so like now that you made that parallel, I'm thinking of Aaron Thorson and Kevin Atwater. Like they keep kind of being like stereotyped, like for their history or like their yeah. background. Yeah, I can make rookie and PD parallels like all day, parallels day, all day. Yeah, all day, every day. And some of them just don't even make sense, but I'm like, in my mind, it works somehow. It does. So, so as long as that it's all that matters jennifer as long yeah. as it, if it works in your yeah. mind yeah it's all that matters so Torres is in this like holding cell with oscar and like after what seems like forever oscar finally asks Torres like what he's in for and so they're talking or whatever and basically oscar ends up admitting to Torres that like his girlfriend has the video and they're like why didn't we know about a girl like intelligence is watching this through mm-hmm. the security camera and they're like why do you know about a girlfriend who's the girlfriend whatever they end up finding her. Turns out it was the gas station attendant from the very beginning of the episode who was being like super shady. And she just like, yeah, I was just Oscar's lookout. And, you know, she's like, it wasn't my fault or whatever. And like turns over the phone. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Kevin's cleared all, you know, whatever. But like even in that scene when he gets cleared and like O'Neill is watching the tape, Kevin's just like, 
am I good now? Can I go? Like, he's just, yeah. like, so pissed at the system. And, like, rightfully yeah. so. He has a reason to be pissed at the system for, like, not having his back. Like, Well, even, like, when O'Neal is, like, yeah, you can go or whatever. Like, when Kevin leaves, O'Neal can't even say anything. Like, he yeah. kind of, like, half smiles to Kevin. And he's, like, like, basically, like, he's, like, I knew I screwed up. Yeah. It's, like, okay, I understand that he's black and he's a cop and, like, you know, but wouldn't you trust wouldn't you trust him and look out for him more so than like you would i mean i guess because the chaffees like are Have you know money. rich and yeah. like yeah but even then like kevin is one of your own like right. he wears the badge he wouldn't like you know like shoot that kid just yeah you know for the heck of it or whatever but yeah it just i don't know we've seen it happen with like all of the chiefs in the 10 seasons of PD. Like we've seen it happen, whether it's Void or Jay or, you know, whoever. So it didn't really surprise me, but I was just kind of like, this is irritating because it's happening yet again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I just, like, I just want, I'm just like, yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. Like I just, again, yeah. Lori's killed it. I thought, and I did, that doesn't take away just because I'm tired of it doesn't mean that like I didn't think that it was still like a great episode because right. I did. I thought yeah. this was a very well done episode. I thought the obviously Lori's killed it. I thought all the guest actors killed it. Like the guy who played Oscar, I thought it was annoying. As, I thought Oscar was like annoying as hell, but he killed yeah. it too. Like he was really good. Like Oscar, I, like was like thought that he was hot stuff. I was like, okay, like slow your roll here, dude. Yeah. But no, but like, so I thought everyone was, re- like I said, I thought it was well done. I just, I'm ready for something different when it comes to Kevin. Yeah. Something yeah, different. for sure. And not to say that you can never go back to obviously like a storyline like right. this, but like give us something different first. Yeah. I do like how they made it a point, it felt like, to rope every character in. Like Haley was bringing stuff up. I mean, we saw Rosewater driving. We saw Adam driving the Hellcat. Like what? How, yeah. I mean, we haven't seen that a whole lot. I mean, we got like a Bridgewater moment, but like he kind of like she said, Briefly. "Hey, Kevin" or something. Yeah, yeah. and then he just kind of like, I don't know. Just well, and then you had like the Torres to stuff in the beginning. Yeah, and then the yeah. Torres stuff in the cell, which like again, he killed that. I mean, he just I don't know. I loved how yeah. it seemed like he was just chilling in there, but yeah. But so the episode ends and Kevin goes to the Chafee's house and like Mr. Chafee wants like nothing to do with him. But like the wife comes out and Kevin's like, listen, he's like, I'm here to fill in some gaps for you. And he still he tells her everything about like including her son's last words. And she's just like, you know, ma'am, you raised a good man. And she just, you know, it ends with her breaking down and like Kevin, instead of leaving, he's like, I mean, Mr. Chafee's like, get off my property. But instead of leaving, like Kevin you know sits on the steps with her and that's how the episode ends and it's just like again great episode kevin atwater best man i know like love him but yeah yeah but yeah it was a good episode i think just kind of needs something different but it was a good one yeah but i am really excited to see like the ramp up kind of all this sean yeah you know stuff with Haley next week and then the week after that with like kim being a kim episode and Mm -hmm. yeah i'm ready yeah but also like don't traumatize our characters more please 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 i can't do it because when they hurt i hurt so exactly 
any other PD notes? I don't think so. It was it was good episodes. I mean, I, I won't lie. They were all fine. Yeah. I mean, this one, PD was the best one, I think, last night. But med, yeah. I'd say it was PD med fire last yeah. night. Yeah. Yep. But again, so. But yeah, that is it. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me this week. I really appreciate you always filling in. I... I always love having you on. So. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Yes, so I can be found on Twitter at the at jstark eight zero four. Um, or if you want to find a new show to love too, called The Rookie. Um, I do host a podcast. Um, and it you can find this on Twitter at the Shop Talk Pod underscore. We're also on TikTok. I made that a few weeks ago. Um, and so it's at the Shop Talk Pod. Um, you can find us there. I need to post some new TikToks. Um, other than that, it's kind of where you can find me. Yeah. And so you guys know the drill. You know where to find the podcast, obviously, everywhere. Meet us at Molly's at gmail.com. Um, everywhere at Meet us at Molly's. Yeah, and TikTok. Oh, we Gina is really the only one who's been posting TikToks. I don't know how to use TikTok, so I need to learn so I could start posting TikToks. But I know there will be more TikToks soon. Um, yeah, and I guess just normal schedule going forward. Obviously, so we have we have kind of idea, I guess, how the rest of the year will play out. Like we've got two more episodes. We've got a new episode next week and the week after. I assume we're taking like Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving off mm-hmm. because they never show new episodes then. Yeah. And then I think it's been confirmed that the finales are the seventh on Gina's birthday. At least when they said Brian was leaving, they said. Yeah. So I think we yeah. kind of know, I get, yeah, we kind of have an idea of how the rest of the year will play out, which is kind of crazy that like we're almost at the mid season already. Like, mm-hmm. where did the time go? Like, I feel like yeah. as weird of these seasons have been, I feel like they just started. Yeah. And now I'm like, sure. oh, we're talking about the midseason. I'm like, wait, what? I mean, last week was our first, like, week hiatus. Yeah. Which, I don't know, feels on par. But, yeah, so, like, I don't know, looking at the calendar. So, we have, like, next week and the week after. And then it seems like we're going to have gonna a week weeks. off after. I think we're going to get two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. We're yeah. going to get the 23rd and the 30th off. Yeah. And then the seventh, and then they'll be off for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. crazy. Yeah. But. And then before you know it, like we'll be in January, and then the episodes <laughs> will just like fly by because that's how the second half of the season always goes. Yeah. 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 But anyway, guys. So, yeah, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Like I said, normal schedule moving forward. Gina will be back next week. She will make a return from England. And yeah. We will see you guys then. Until next time, have a good weekend, you guys. Bye.